Life's so full on. I've been working on this deck for ages. These steaks don't cook themselves, you know. Life's good with a Trex deck. Composite decking made from 95% recycled materials that won't rot, stain or fade. Trex, the world's number one decking brand. Want to witness the world's biggest football game? Head to iCanWin.com.au, predict Australia's score with a crystal ball, and it could be you and a friend at the FIFA World Cup Qatar 2022 semifinals, all thanks to McDonald's. Maccas, together and loving it. TNCs apply. Baz and Izzy for breakfast. It's the 21st of October, and amongst everything today, we talk baseball, we talk uh, Heartland footy, we talk basketball. But the thing that really got us going today was was you, Izzy, taking us behind the curtain and letting us know a little bit more about what the Hurricanes have or haven't been doing over the last few years as far as recruiting and scouting goes. And you, this was a little bit personal for you, but you made some very valid points and we had some great feedback, didn't we, bro? We did. We had, <clears throat> we had some great feedback throughout the show. Obviously, Lincoln McClutchy signing for Moana Pacifica. He's been in Hawke's Bay outfit for many, many years. He came on the show, actually, and shared... His insights. I asked his question. I asked him the question. Has he heard from the Hurricanes? And he said no. There was no conversations at all. So which is, which baffles me, and it just put me made me think about past players from the catchment that have gone by and haven't been picked up, and have gone on to have very successful careers. There has been many names throughout the morning. Big one for me, Aaron Smith, probably the greatest halfback of all time. Over a hundred tests. He was at Fielding in the Manawatu region, and he got swooped up. By the Highlanders. So, look, there's many a debate we could have there. And I loved all your text messages coming through. But if you missed anything, make sure you head over to our podcast on the Baz and Izzy Breakfast and you'll get all the interviews. We also have Bill Shacken on talking MLB, LA Dodgers, Atlanta Braves, Houston Astros, Boston Red Sox. Fascinating and pretty tight matchup there over in the MLB playoffs. Heading who's going to head to the World Series. We'll wait and see. And Tom Abercrombie, you spoke about it. NBA, uh, the NBL season is only a month away. They've recruited really, really well over the offseason. They are way over in Australia. They're going to be based overseas. Can they get it done? Tom was really awesome with his insights into what the preparations have been like and their expectations heading over to Australia. We also had Craig Calder on the online. He is CEO of South Canterbury, and if you don't know who he is, he is very passionate about the Silver Lake Steel. He threw some daggers at a couple of players that are currently holding up the Silver Lake steel. He was awesome. Craig Calder of South Canterbury. You're listening to Baz and Izzy for breakfast on SCNZ. Chemist Warehouse has got you covered with great prices on the huge range of Masashi Sports Nutrition. This is Baz and Izzy for breakfast on SCNZ. Atamaria, good morning. You're listening to Baz and Izzy for breakfast on SENZ. It is Thursday, the 21st of October, late in October already, and it's just after 6 o'clock here on the Baz and Izzy for breakfast. Baz is still in the UAE. If you didn't hear the news yesterday, he is back. He arrives on Monday into the country, Monday the 25th, and he's back on our airways Tuesday the 26th of October. So next Tuesday, Baz McCullum will be back. My good partner, my good mate, he'll be back. He'll be easing his way back into the show. And it'll be great to have him in the country. I just got a photo of him and Baz. And, well, let's just say they are well relaxed. R&R is well and truly on the way over there in the UAE. They're enjoying themselves. 
And uh, while their wives are getting the kids ready for school. There you go. Poor fellas. Tough time over there. Anyway, looking forward to having Bears back. Um, yeah, news there, Trudy, hearing your news. You're Cleo Smith over in Australia. Being a father, that just breaks my heart. I hope she's safe and well. And, uh, man, that is a parent's worst nightmare. I was reading about that last night. I couldn't believe it. My heart was aching. A lot of, lot of sad in the world at the moment. But anyway, I hope she's returned and she's she's okay. It's not looking ideal at the moment. But anyway, coming up on the show, uh, we got a good show for you today. MLB. We're going to be talking MLB. MLB is heading right up in the postseason. Boston Red Sox slugging it out with the Houston Astros. Two all in that series. It's two all. Boston Red Sox were leading the series, and then Houston have fought their way back into this match. That's two all there. But yesterday, LA Dodgers fighting their way back in the eighth to keep the series alive. 2-1 down to the Atlanta Braves. Bill Shacken from the LA Times joins us, and no doubt he'll be talking about the Dodgers and that wee fight back in the eighth. Um, yeah, it was a great fight back. 5-2 down to get up to be 6-5 up. Heading into the ninth and last inning. So looking forward to chatting some MLB earlier on in the show. Some news yesterday that was probably a year too late, if I'm honest. It was probably a year too late, if I'm really honest. And I'm going to touch on this throughout the morning. Can't believe the Hurricanes didn't pick him up. Anyway, Lincoln McClutchy will be playing in the Super Rugby. Moana Pacifica announcing yesterday that Link has signed on the dotted line. How the Hurricanes let him go baffles me. Uh, anyway, he joins them. He joins the show this morning. Lincoln McClutchy from the Hawks Bay Magpies. He's had a great couple of seasons for the Magpies, leading the way. He's been a one of our leading number tens in the country. And Lincoln McClutchy has been signed by Moana Pacifica. So looking forward to chatting to Lincoln. He has a leadership meeting at eight, so we'll get him on nice and early around seven thirty now. Uh, Mark, so looking forward to chatting to Link. Anyway, NBA, NBL. The NBL season is only a month away, and the NZ Breakers team is shaping up nicely with some major signings in the offseason. A couple of French champions, NBA players, Jeremiah Martin, who replaced Ty Webster. He is uh, outstanding. He's played 18 games in the NBA. Uh, did a few uh, off-seasons for the Atlanta Hawks um, in the um, Summer League etc etc so Jeremiah Martin he'll be the one to watch when the uh, NBL season starts for the NZ Breakers uh, Tom Abercrombie he's the what should we say the coral he's been the the senior player that's been a part of the Breakers success for many many years he joins us this morning just to talk to us about their preparations they are based in Auckland most of the team and well, we know with the current state, with the NPC size, not being able to train together, not being able to be use rugby ball. So how does the preparations been? The season's only a month away. I think they're start of December. They play their first match. So it'd be good to chat to Tom Abercrombie about the preparations and how they're um, tracking leading into the season uh, up ahead. And then just to end the show, we're gonna lo- we love a bit of Heartland Championship on the show. We love it. We love chatting about the Heartland Championship. It's been well and truly represented in the news last couple of weeks with some big stars playing in the Heartland Championship. But, mate, without them, I think they would have done relatively well as well. So Heartland Championship, we're going to be talking to South Canterbury CEO Craig Calder. 
He is the CEO of South, South Canterbury. They are undefeated in the comp alongside Thames Valley. This week they taste they, they face a tough Whanganui side at home. Just chatting to Craig Cowder, he is the CEO, about the challenges they've faced. And maybe, we spoke about it a week ago, he was a leading voice during the Silver Lake Steel. If you remember, there was a, a press conference or there was a news uh, interview and Craig Cowder was spitting tax about that. So we might have to bring that up and that'll get some conversations going. The Silver Lake Steel. Anyway, got a good show for you. Like I say always, give us a text on double eight double three, or give us a call on the Kennards High phone line 0800-150-811 or head over to Auckland to the studio. Have any ears woken up? $42 million richer. Good morning. <laughs> morning, is it? Morning. No, it's not me. Um, it's locked out in Auckland. Can't out? get to Pocono. <laughs> Yeah, well, oh. and worse than that, I didn't even get the the thrill of the gamble because Trudy's told me they're from Pocono, and what? I don't get what I'm, you mean. What do you, oh, I'm not you, from Pocono. Oh, so you wanted me to say that there was a forty two million dollar winner, but not say where it was from, yeah, so I that th- you could have a little bit of excitement. For I it. think that's it. Gotcha. It's, it's, we've cheated everyone with a ticket this morning by telling them where that was. Because you, because it's like going to a race, going to the racetrack. Going and putting a bet on. Of course, on. let's compare it to going to the racetrack. Yes, <laughs> which we well, can't do. I'm sure you would have checked your ticket before you got to work. And the really. bloody like, I was the... up at nine thirty, going, mate, have a one, have one. No, not even close. <laughs> I tried, and the app was down. The Lotto app needs a bit of work <laughs> to get. So I think it's just the amount of Kiwis that are. It, like, do I've it got... the old-fashioned way. Did you buy a ticket, or you get? Did you do it on the app? online? No, I'm trying to trying to minimise my contact with other um, grubby Aucklanders at the moment. Oh, so okay. so yeah, on true. on. Online where possible, but you know, you go to a track, you have a bet, you go, I want to, I want to back Howway Mantic, <laughs> and you, you go, you put, you put your bet on, and then you go, okay, all right, there you go, I've got my ticket, now I'm going to go sit out the back, I'm going to face the other way from the racetrack, and I'm oh, just going to go back, and I'm going to scan the ticket, and it's either going to go bloop bloop, or the cashier is going to say, yeah, okay, not a winner, not a, not a winner, so. I've, I've always wondered that about Lotto because I want to just open my app and then have the disappointment in my face and see it for myself. <laughs> I'm opening my app now because I bought my ticket online to see if I got anything less than $42 million. It takes ages, oh, ages can, to can you Can you still win? You can, you can still get you other still prizes, win. yeah, like 100 bucks, yeah. 1000 bucks. Oh, I thought Don't if someone wins it all, they win it all. Line. You're you know? so cute. Pardon, what was you that? Is? Get a bonus back line. Yeah, I love that bonus time when you, you're a winner. You've won a, you've won one line, a bonus line. Oh, uh-huh. yeah, yeah. yeah, and you're like, yeah, thanks. A- and that, you know what they yeah, do? Yeah, the apps down. They feed the addiction. There's another. There's another. There's a. There is a conversation in how New Zealanders yeah, seem I to agree. think that Lotto not is not gambling and it is kosher as, whereas as a gambler of racing and sport, you kind of get looked down your nose at occasionally. Yeah. And I fair enough, my 15 year old, because I was talking about the win, he's like, that's gambling. Yeah. Go ahead, sorry. They, they run a good app, though. They run a good app, uh, the lottery, because you can only top up a maximum of $100 or $150 a month in the lotto app. Oh. So there is a max, and they have a limit, yeah. So but they you do can it really use well. your credit card, Obviously though. That's kind of a worry. Yeah, yeah. But you know, if, you can, if you've got a maximum limit, which they do really well, because they've got, um, you know, scratchies, instant, instant scratchies on there. It's crazy. It's crazy. Yeah. But, um, look, I'll, I'll, I was telling Louis off here before I... <laughs> La, last year, I, I bought a lotto, and it was $25 million and I was at home, and I got five numbers straight. I got five numbers Whoa. straight, so I only missed out by one number and the Powerball number, and I was, I was watching it live with, um, 
with uh, my wife and a couple of friends here, and we're sitting there, and it got to fight. I went, shh, 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 five times, and there's obviously six numbers and a bonus thing. And I was like, man, I've won. I've won. I started booking, like, flights to Italy, and I was like, <laughs> what am I going to do? Where am I going to go? What, am, what do we want to eat? My shout. You know, I started planning. It's like before you've won your... Five you know, numbers. Spot, it's That's like you, before you won your multi, um, Louis, you start planning your next multi and <laughs> find your, you know, your partner a, a nice wee present. You know, you get overexcited. So I got like really excited because it's 25 million. Still won, a, still won like a couple hundred bucks for, for that, which was quite cool. But yeah, Five man, numbers like, yeah, only won a couple of hundred. That's I know, stiff, eh? I know. Five, five numbers, Trudy, won me 650, I think it was. And I was like, wow. man, this should have been 6,000. 650, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I thought it would have been more, but that's just the way it goes. I think a lot of other people got the same numbers and it just kind of wingles it down in, in, the, in the pot. But, um, yeah, it's crazy. If you won $42 million, what what would, like, this is the question everyone asks you. Like, would you, what, would you change your life? Would you change, what would you do? What would you do if you won $42 million? Give us a text on double eight double three. What would be the first thing you buy? Would you just carry on like life is normal? Would you change it? What do you? What, it is life changing, isn't it? Truly, sure. Oh, hundred percent. You know. I think I'd buy a helicopter. I think that's the ultimate. <laughs> you buy a helicopter? <laughs> yeah. What would you do with it? So, Truly, yeah. Don't you think? That's well, then you have to buy a Sit pilot. Watch it. Fly it to Tarahiti, mate. <laughs> yeah, mate. To Tarahiti, go exactly. play some golf. You should find a helipad. <laughs> you should find petrol. <laughs> Yes, mate, there's my 42 million gone. <laughs> For a couple of weeks, that'd be fun. Keezy, John Key's got his own helicopter, doesn't he? He loves it. Does, um, no, no, no. What you do, what you do is you'd invest it in oh, property or something. You buy a supermarket or you buy something. You buy something that's going to provide passive income. That's going to Yeah, McDonald's franchise. And you still, you still retain the asset, but you're getting the return off it. And then you mm. buy the heli and you put that, you buy it against the, the capital or whatever you got oh. in the building, you buy it against it and then use the money from that to rental to pay for the petrol. Right. I missed out a crucial step. And then, yeah. <laughs> and then you're covering both things, mate. You're covering yeah. it all. Israel Dag, <laughs> Deputy advisor. PM, Finance Minister. <laughs> yeah, Finance Minister. <laughs> you're clever. No, it's very, it's very true because you don't want to use your solid asset, your cash, and just kind of oh. burn it. Do, nah. you, do you guys actually know anyone that's ever won lotto? No. Yeah, my my nan, my nan won a million dollars in nineteen ninety five. What? <laughs> I know, mate. That Far was that would have been like at least five or six million. Yeah, it was crazy. Like it was crazy. We were we were in Wairau, which is a small town in North Island, and um, they rung up my mum. My mum starts crying. I'm like, oh no, someone's passed away. But yeah, my nan won a million dollars. So the worst, the funny thing about that is my brother gave my nan the money to go buy the lotto. <gasps> And uh, my nan was just in front of my auntie, and my nan won it. Yeah, so my nan, my brother got a car and he got spoiled for that. But um, yeah, they won lotto, mate. It's crazy, eh? <laughs> that's awesome. Back in '95 too. That's yeah. that, you know, good I, cash. Yes. Yeah, '95. At Peter the uh, Peter Dunkley and, and Hastings, it's probably the it's the most locker, uh, luckiest lotto shop in New Zealand. I'm pretty sure if you Google that, Peter Dunkley, and Lotto in Hawkes Bay. Did it change yeah, your life? Did it create any family dramas? Because you always hear about how it changes uh, people. Nah, like uh, it didn't change. Uh, like it obviously got them a nice house, and it gave all the kids opportunities to bring. Like we had the biggest family Christmas ever <laughs> that year. Like they flew all the family from Australia, all the kids. True. So we had a really nice. cool Christmas. They set up a trust. Look, at nah, it didn't create any. 
any mm. chaos or anything like that. Like there wasn't any um, thing. Like you, that's their money, you know. Like, um, and you can hear, you can understand why, why it, you know, has kind of created a bit of friction between families. And there is a lot of chat out there with families and farms and separations and things yeah. like that. But no, they do, they did. Yeah, no, they, it was all good. It you would have only good. been a little fella, so that you would have. What did you ask for? A pair of rugby yeah. boots? Uh, I don't even know. Uh, all I remember is just being a little fellow and that um, we actually watched the Christmas uh, video the other week and it was quite funny seeing me and my cousins running around this little hoary Israel dad running around <laughs> curly golden hair and <laughs> no ears. Well, what do you, <laughs> what do you call it? I was um, with the uh, the, the mouldy orange here. Yeah? Morange. 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 Yeah. Morange. When I used to dye my hair orange in, in the holiday school holidays and then I'd go back and they'd make me cut my hair off. <laughs> go get a nice blonde dye from Kmart. It was so good. Sweet. You know the blonde streak on the top? Skunk. <laughs> this this text here, I reckon this is about it. And I feel like a lot of people would relate to this. Morning lads and treaters from Mark. I'd buy a boat. Yeah, solid. Then a holiday home. Yep, if you've already got a home, that's probably the most logical thing. Donate to St. John's a lot. Pay off my parents' and siblings' homes, then use the rest to invest. I feel like that's, that's, prob- sensible yeah. that's probably like what you would realistically, you would buy a couple of nice things like a boat, maybe another house, property, investment property, and then you'd help your family get ahead a little bit and pay off your student loan. And, mm. and then you'd probably just have a, a you know a healthy bank balance and, and you know a fair would amount. You- Sorry, sorry, Louis, for jumping, mate. I just want to. Would you stop working? Would you? Would you stop? That's the first like, thing Louis know? said. He said you'd leave. <laughs> so I, well, I wouldn't be here. Are you, out, are you out, Louis? Would you leave me, Louis? Oh, would you leave me? Would I be here? Is he, he did not even hesitate, <laughs> is he? When we were talking about it before we came on the show, he's like, that's it. Oh, if I want, I'm, I'm leaving my job. I was like, whoa, oh, thanks. Oh. We love you too, bro. I, I, what I would do is I would pay for us to get into a new time slot. <laughs> I would say, Hachi, here's a couple of mill rack. We're we're moving. We're doing the drive slot now. We're we're doing breakfast radio. You don't need a couple more mill rack. No, he's got that South Yarra rack. He's fine. (laughs) He's all good. Um, But no, of course, I think you'd have to for you'd have to. I would have to for a sense of kind of being. I think purpose. Yeah, and you're very good at what you do, Louis. And your singing is next level. No, I think it's just like I don't know whether you'd find. I think. I've spent my whole life hustling, um, as you have as well, in another profession. And now this, like, you're always kind of trying to better yourself. Like, I find a lot of my purpose is trying to do well and professionally. So I feel like if I just pulled the plug on that uh, and had all this money, you go crazy. Although I would buy a shit ton of horses and fast ones as <laughs> yeah, well. Yeah, would you? Yeah. Yeah. Good on yeah. you, Baz. Yeah, I would too. <laughs> I'd buy Mwanga's brother. <laughs> straight away <laughs> I'd 100% go by Mwanga's brother look it is life changing it is life changing but truly nailed on the head there. You, you still need a purpose you still need a reason to wake up every morning And but you, you know like the best thing is you're working for yourself you can you can cut yep. out the middleman. you can work for yourself <laughs> you can build something up that you're passionate about whether that is a a, a stud you know a, a horse stud a horse arena whatever you, you got that is yeah yeah, your options are endless. Forty-two million. I'll tell you what. I'd go. I'm just trying to toss up what I'd buy. Um, a new yeah, a robot I'd lawnmower. I'd buy a new. Ho- I'll buy. <laughs> <laughs> I'd buy a robot lawnmower. Yes, yes. Robot uh, housekeeper. Save me using my mate. <laughs> I'd buy. No, nah, I'd buy a holiday home somewhere. Definitely a holiday home. Probably a Noosa. I'd Ooh, buy yeah. one a Noosa. Mm, loose. Mm. 
Yeah. Loose noose. Le- yeah, loose noose. <laughs> there's, there's, there's plenty of things to imagine. Um, gee whiz, there you go. That's, a per- that's the conversation that can but just anyway, go on someone and on. Has. Someone someone's has. Someone's going to buy a house this morning. Good on you. One lucky, lucky person. I wonder how they get in. That's yeah, crazy. Call in if it was you. Have a chat. Yeah. <laughs> actually, if you or, or, or even has anyone actually won Lotto? <laughs> Should we try and work out? And you don't have to put your name. You, you, can we try and work out out of all our listeners who's won the most out of Lotto? We'll run a little competition here. How much have you won? Don't you just put a send a figure through? I'll be curious to know because I actually have never met anyone that's won anything. And my nana has bought a Lotto ticket every week for well a dangerous amount of years. I think we added it up one Christmas, and that didn't go down very well. Yeah, imagine. <laughs> Imagine if she'd invested that money, right? Like, it's, it, what? Yes, yeah, yeah. No, no, it's, it is fine. And it is a generation thing, I find as well. A lot of that kind of age group, I'm um, fine, comfort in it, and that's cool. So, text us double eight, double three. Have you ever won? Do you know someone that's won? What would you do with the cash? Plenty to come this morning. Still, uh, we're going to talk. Sam Whitelock's got the captaincy back. Is um, and also. You've got your boy Lincoln McClutchy with a Super Rugby contract, and I know you're very passionate about this. So we'll hear all about that. Plenty of rugby to talk. Pacing for purpose. We've got a showdown bet. We've got a couple of real good options there. It's 21 minutes past six. We're here with Chemist Warehouse. Great savings every day. Get Nasser on the phone. He is in another orbit. Lazarus does it again. SNZ is pacing for purpose. Thanks to Harness Racing New Zealand. Yeah, you betcha we are. 26 minutes past 6 o'clock, 0800 That's the Kennard's Hire phone line. You can get in touch at any stage. We'd love to hear from you. What would you do with your lotto winnings? Did you uh, have that big collect in Pocono yesterday? But is last week we had a collect for the Child Cancer Foundation. We got on the board, gave them some cash yep. with Marathon Man, didn't we? We did, we did, mate. Well done. Well done. Troy Scanlon didn't come through with that one, but, mate, we got the job done. You got another one? I do, because we got on the board last week. We've decided we're going to up the ante. So when I go, because we got we got the 80 bucks in the kitty last week, I've gone back to the scan, man, and I said, there's a little bit of pressure off your shoulders now. Let's unload. Let's have a crack here. Let's have a red hot crack. And he's given us a two-league multi. Race two yep. at Addington. This is tonight. Isla's son. Top three. Three dollars a place. Whoa, three dollars a place into race three. Yeah. Romeo Shard, two dollars thirty a win. So, um, he and he said Romeo Shard looks well above average and obliterated them first up. So, um, back from a spell at Linton. So, looks like a bright horse for the future. The, the 2600 should be perfect. If Isla's son can run a place at three dollars, we will be looking very good. Fifty dollars, we return 345. Get up. Yeah, I like that. I like that. So Isla's son, that's the real one. That's just the one we kind of got to worry about. Three bucks for a place. Mate, I'm, I'm happy. I'm good. I like it. Isla's a good name. Beautiful name. I like it. <laughs> I like it, mate. Well done. That, here we go. That will get us paid. Will that make get us close to winning lottery? Yeah, no. yeah nearly. I live the dream. Get involved with Harness Racing today. NZ Harness Racing. HRNZ.co.nz. Of course, we're not far away from Cup Week. They can't have crowds at Addington. Um, but... Look, we'll try and bring you as much of the action as possible. Um, so tonight at Addington, Isla's son uh, into race number three. We're looking to get the win with Romeo Shard. Is uh, quickly before we head off to the news, we have got about ninety seconds here. Were you surprised to see Sammy Whitelock stroll back in and take the captaincy, or just made sense for you? Nah, made sense, mate. Made sense for me. Um, 
No, no, no disrespect to Adi at all, but um, I just think Sammy's leadership and and having been captained by him, and I just think he's the the fit for the job, uh, the right fit for the job. And it's great how they're giving Sam Kane time to just ease himself in. Doesn't need that added pressure of media and making all those decisions. Just needs to get in there, figure out his game, get some game time. It's gonna be great. They're gonna get some solid game time this weekend against the Eagles. For me, just a just a perfect decision. Um, he's got a lot of mana about him. He's been in there for over 120 odd tests. Uh, I know he's got the respect of everyone, um, and yeah, I just think he's leading into this tour. It's going to be hard, man. It's going to be a tough tour, real tough especially tour, especially when they get over to to Europe and they've got France at the end, Wales, Ireland. Like, mate, there is some there is some quality sides that they are playing, and this is where this will be the test. Like I spoke about South Africa being the test, uh, seeing where they're at. This one, especially France, the last game, this will be the real test to see where this team is at. So um, if they need someone that's going to lead them into battle that's been over there and done it, Sam Whitelock is the man for me. Um, yeah, I wasn't surprised at all, mate, that he went over there and got, got back in there. Double eight, double three. what do you think? And answer this question for me. Izzy, you're going to put it on the spot right now. Will Sam Whitelock retain the captaincy for this whole tour? Double eight, double yep. three. What do you think? Because I, I feel like, and we will get your reasoning why after the news is. But I think you're bang on. That was my gut. But I was really interested to see what you would say. Double eight, double three. Do you suspect Sam Whitelock will have the captaincy for this tour? Flick us a message. We'd love to hear from you. Right now, it is the news with Trudy for Kubota. We'll be come back and we'll get Izzy's thoughts on why that is. After that, we'll also do a love racing update. We've got markets for this weekend. Oh, markets. I love Thursday mornings. It is half past six. <laughs> love racing.nz update coming right now. It's the news for Kubota. Together, we are shaping and building New Zealand. Baz and Izzy for breakfast. We're 28 minutes away from 7am this morning. Thank you for your company. We've got a great morning coming up talking baseball, rugby, rugby, basketball even. Busy old show. Good morning, gang. If I won the lotto, I'd buy a SENZ horse for the team. Call it... I don't know how to pronounce that, and I'm worried. No, it's Dave from Caracas. So you're not having me on. We be in the game. Good luck this weekend. Have a good day. Cheers, Dave. Uh, I can't work out how to pronounce that, Dave. I should have pre-read Lucky that. Lucky feet? Lucky feet, is it? Luck, is it? I don't know. But Dave from Karaka is a passionate and a good man, so he's not he's not taking the piss. Lucky foot? Yeah. Well, let's buy... Lucky foot. Probably, probably my lucky foot, mate. Oh. One-legged lucky foot. Yeah. Maybe. I don't know. Yeah, maybe. It could <laughs> be. Um, yeah. Very, very good point. Gig has come through as well. Yes, Sam needs to stay for the year. Chop and changing captains is unsettling. Izzy, I asked you before the news, captain for the rest of the tour, will it be Sam Whitelock? And you said yes. What was your reasoning, man? Yeah. Oh, um, look, my reasoning is I feel like when, you've been, when you're on a long tour, when you're on a long tour and you've been away for a very long time, uh, you need someone that can hold down the standards within the, within the side. So I'm not saying Artie Savia wasn't that guy, but I've been co- I've been captained by Sam Whitelock, and you need someone like Baz McCullum. You need you need someone that can hold every single player accountable for their actions and actually hold it with such authority and mana, but they have the respect and they are respectable about how they they do it. 
Sam Whitelock for me is a guy on tour that can hold the standards of being an All Black, what it means to be the All Black. The All Black's way hold those standards to, standards to the highest level. So that's for me why Sam Whitelock needs to be the captain and he will be the captain until if they get down the track when Sam Kane's available, they might make that decision. But right now, he is the guy and that is my reasoning why. Obviously on the field, his his leadership and the way he plays his game is second to none. Like he's still going at 120 odd tests and you know started out in 2010, made his debut, hasn't lost any gas or any game whatsoever. He's even getting better with age, You're like a fine wine. But it's more off the field, the respect that he demands and he um, leads with. You know, you need your leader to lead as well with his actions. And so for me, Sammy is that person. That's why he can hold the standards to a higher level and hold the All Blacks to the All Blacks way. Love yeah, it. That, that's why for me, Louie. Makes sense, mate. And especially on a long tour, knowing exactly what you're getting mm. and the consistency. It's very cats what Gig was getting at. Team, I feel like he would take it for the whole tour. And if he does, he will then take it until he retires. I then think it will go back to Sam Kane. You need a captain who's always there and very rarely... Very rarely not for me. Kane is good, just injury prone. Well, that's from Mark. Mm. And Sam Kane, unfortunately, has battled his fair share of injuries. No one, and during this conversation, nobody is questioning Sam Kane's leadership qualities or abilities. No one's questioning his mana. But um, Sam Whitelock is, the, is, for all reasons we've just discussed, he seems like the logical guy to take it up right now. Mark, appreciate your message. Double eight double three or 0800 150 The Kennard's higher phone line is there. Give us a call on this. Who would your captain be for this whole tour? Sam Whitelock's coming back into the side and he will take it up at this week at least. Izzy, love racing. .nz is your place for everything. Thoroughbred racing. They've got an awesome article up about Tutu Kaka yesterday, the mm. Tavistock. Now, this <laughs> horse, we mentioned it yesterday. Oh, it won in superb fashion in a stakes race at Geelong yesterday. It's well on track for the Victorian Derby. And uh, this is a gelding out of Melody Bell's mum. Malika Bell is the the dam that and that gave birth to Melody Bell. We know all about her, 13-odd group ones, freak of the horse. Tutu Kaka, well, her older sister's gone and done it, and he's looking to replicate that this preparation, mate. Did you have a bet? I did, I did. I didn't, oh, I should have just taken it in its, on its own, for, just for a little side punt, but I put it into a multi. I put it into a multi, and um, yeah, I was very impressed. I got it at four bucks eighty. So hopefully, you got on that at home. Um, dad, my dad said he needed a defibrillate after a defib after that race. Watching that horse, oh. maybe just struggles, just struggles a wee bit over there, eh, Louis? Um, just hasn't really done the things that was maybe expected of it. What, what was your take, mate, from from the defib? Well, look, defibrillated last last preparation in Australia was flying. I think it won three in a row. Mm. And it was downgrade, to be fair. Like, it was an easier race, easier company. I don't know whether the trip... We all just kind of assumed that it would stay all day and it would get the trips. But And it's hard because um, Paddy Payne's a master trainer and he's looking after the horse. But we don't necessarily... And I don't know if Richie know, has an exact read on it, um, Graham Richardson. Mm. Oh, look. It's a wonderful, wonderful horse. Just for my eye, it just hasn't quite come on this preparation and it's just been left flat more than a couple of times. So it was unfortunate. It won't be going into the Melbourne Cup now. Um, 
yeah, almost certainly. So, look, there was that. And then How Romantic just got – we got absolutely rain-bealed off the top by Linda Meach, who just stole that race. Ran on for a good third. And Osaka was the other one we were talking about, and that was scratched. So that was yesterday. Today they're racing at Wingatui down south in Otago. It's a slow seven as of yesterday. I'm not sure what the weather's up to today. Maybe if you're around the track, you could give us a weather and track report. And the markets are out for this weekend, Izzy. There's plenty going on. Um, we've got racing at Matamata, and there's a couple of really nice races. And in particular, well, we get that very exciting filly, Imperatries back, who failed last start at Hastings. But Jamie Richards told us on the mail run that was probably trainer error. So if she's as good as we think she is, barrier 13 is sticky. But you never would have been getting $420.80 for her um, if she didn't fail at Hastings. Bonnie lasts 450. Ziegfeld's been winning well. 650. Mustang Valley at 15s. And there's another couple of open handicaps there to sink your teeth into. And of course, we've got to keep reminding you it's Cox Plate Week. It is Cox Plate Week. And Probabil and Coolsign Mav are well and truly on track to give that race a shake. So, very, very exciting time in the racing world is. Love it, I love it, mate. I've been looking at the the odds for very elegance coming as well, mate. Yeah, four dollars eighty, mate. Your four dollars eighty. Your lotto cash. <laughs> your lotto money. <laughs> do you have an update on the weather, Jim Hickey, for Probabil? Let's do it. Let's do it. Uh, Melbourne weather. Let's do it live time right now. Um, it's looking. It's good today, but there's there is precipitation. Precipitation. Yep. Precipitation. Precipitation in the air for tomorrow and Saturday. Uh, is quite a good chance. Eighty percent rain chance to rope tomorrow and Saturday. So look, we're gonna need we're gonna need to dry out. The unfortunate thing about Melbourne is that on Saturday it's fourteen degrees, so it's not gonna be warm enough for the uh, track to dry. Um, but we'll just keep up yeah. to date with that as we leave the weather to Shannon. Yeah. Yeah. Your yeah. other half on the telly. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Precipit yeah. Precipit. Anyway. Quizzy Dag's coming up. Oh, 800 811 There's some great texts here about Sam Whitelock and who carries on with the captaincy. Keep those coming in. We will get to them before the end of the hour. Um, I, I really appreciate your messages. And Tim, the teacher, if I won, um, <laughs> if, if he won lotto, well, well, he'd be being sensible and then he'd go to the Bahamas for a month with Charlie Sheen. Good to go <laughs> after that, Tim, the teacher. Gee whiz, that is something, Tim Don't the teacher. <laughs> 19 minutes from 7, give us a call. Quizzy Dag, 0800-150-811. The Kenard Tire phone line's there for you to use. You want a $50 bonus bet? Give us a call. Come see me. It's Quizzy Dag with Ashley and Martin. Regrow your hair. Search Ashley and Martin today. You know what time it is, it's Quizzy Dag. A quiz that keeps on giving like I skip a bass. Louie, Trudy, Kez and Joe not wants to brag. But good luck to our quizzies cause this ain't in the bag. Oh, 800-150-811 now, give it a go. Wherever you are in the country, I hope you're having an amazing day. It's such a beautiful day down here in Autotahi Christchurch. The sun is shining, so take care. Be safe. Be safe wherever you are. It's time for Quizzy Dag, and we've got a doozy for you today when we've got Dino up first. Dino from Nelson. Good morning, Dean. Good morning. How are you? All good? 
I'm good, Dino. How are you, bud? Not too bad, thank you. Not too bad. That's the way, mate. Here you go. Question number one. Which former black cap will miss the opening round of the Plunkett Shield due to COVID restrictions? Matt Henry? No. Sorry, Dino. Sure. Yes. Callum. Uh, is, surely is. is surely, surely he'd be a yeah. current black cap as well. Yeah, he is current. Yeah, he is yeah, current. Yeah. So yep. That is a typo. That is a typo. Yep. Is it Ross <coughs> Taylor? Uh, Callum, Callum. Yeah, it is. Yo. Which current black cap? Yeah, it is. You got it, brother. Shot, shot Callum. Yep. Question number yeah. two. Question number two, bud. Which yacht club has withdrawn from the America's Cup? Uh, San Diego Yacht Club. Oh. No. No. Sorry, right. Callum, mate. Yeah. Have a good day, brother. Okay. You Thanks, too, mate. Bud. You too. Dylan. Morning, Dylan. Hey, you going, guys? You all right? Yeah, good, deal. I'm going well, mate. How are you doing? Yeah, pretty good. Just, uh, sorry, I'm, uh, I'm driving to the gorge so I've uh, dodged a reception. Hands-free, <laughs> okay, of course. get done real quick. It's all good, mate. <laughs> Which yacht club has withdrawn from the America's Cup? Uh, is it the English? Right. Uh, no, no. It's not the English. Drive safe. Drive safe, brother. Here we go. Zaid. Good morning, Zaid. Yeah. Good morning. Hey, Zaid. Um, morning, morning. Good morning. Is it the um, uh, New York Yacht Club, American Magic? Yeah, it is, mate. New York Lock Yacht Club. Well done. Question number three. Which famous, which famous New Zealand cricket umpire passed away this week, age 83? I know the guy, but I can't remember his name. Oh. oh. Smithy was talking about it on the sermon mm. as well yesterday. It was the guy that, um, yes. the Western dude, um, hit him with his elbow. Two. I need a name. Sorry, Zadie. Oh. Two. One. Sorry, Zaid. Sorry, mate. Have a good day. Mark. Good morning, Mark. G'day, mate. How are you? Yeah, good, good. Which famous New Zealand cricket umpire passed away this week, aged 83? Was it Fred Goodall? It was Fred Goodall. Well done. Question number four. The late Florence Griffith, Griffith Joyner still holds which two women's records? The 100 and 200? No. Yes. There you go. Question <laughs> number five, <laughs> mate. Well done. There you go. Question number five. How many diamonds does the Milwaukee's Bucks championship ring have? Oh, it's a toughie. 38. <laughs> no, idea. no. No, it wasn't 38. It wasn't 38. Well done, Mark. Craig, good morning. Good morning. Here we go, Craig. How many diamonds does the Milwaukee Bucks championship ring have? No, 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 25. 25. No, it's not 25. Alan from Fakatani. (laughs) My good man, Alan. Come on, Al. It's your time, Al. It's your time, bud. Good morning. Um, 360. 360. No, it's not 360. No. no. Sorry, Alan. 
Bugger. Never mind. Brenton. Hey, brother. Brenton, good morning. No, it's not 400. No, it's not 400. Sorry, 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 Brenton. Tom from Christchurch. Tom, good morning. How is it? How's it, mate? How's it? How many diamonds? Yeah, I'm good, mate. How are you? You all right? Yeah, going good. Going good in Christchurch, of course. Yes, the way. It's beautiful here, isn't it? How, how many diamonds? How many diamonds does the Milwaukee Bucks Championship ring have? Just like the area code, 414? Four, four, 414? No. 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 Izzy, it seems yeah. like there's conjecture about this answer. <laughs> just, doing, yeah. just doing a bit okay. of kiss. K- k- right, right. <laughs> We've just, yeah, I'm sort of... Every time we have one, and Louis always says, are we sure for every question? It makes me really stressed. This time, I actually yeah. think that I may be off. I heard it on the news, and I heard 36. I gave it a dollop. The Warriors had 35, so I was like, you know what? That actually makes sense. 36. So I've chucked it down and uh, had, had a quick look this morning. Yeah, sweet. I've got it. Then uh, yeah, Trudy's just uh, actually informed that uh, I've, 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 I've been off by, and it's, and it's not just a little bit as well. I've, I've really... Well, what's the know? answer? We've got Call a, Alan back. We've got... Did Alan do What's it? the answer? What's the answer? Who, who got it right? Who got it right? We don't... We, 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 the person what's that the answered answer? 400. We've, we've got to go right. upstairs. What we're going to do, we're going to shoot 414? off... 414? Yeah, no, let's four, go TMO. We're going to VAR it. We're going to go to the VAR. TMO. We're going oh, upstairs. shambles. We're going upstairs. <laughs> Kieran, this is all I'd, I can I'd say like to you. I'd like to apologise. All I can say to you, Kieran, is... You're out, mate. You're gone. <laughs> all right. We're going to take, take a break. We're going to come back. We're going to work out who's won this quiz. Okay. All right. We've been to the VAR. We've been upstairs to the TMO. Cam, thanks for texting. There are 392 diamonds, uh, but the NBA officially says 400. Correct. The NBA, so that's our official source, is saying 400, which means... <laughs> Brenton, Brenton, are you there, buddy? Brenton, Brenton, you're our winner. Yeah, mate, get in. Oh, thanks, get Brenton. Get in, Brenton. I'm going to take the county aren't you? Yeah. <laughs> hey, sorry about that, mate. A little bit of a mess up here on the, the quizzy deck. That's, yeah, we're normal. We're human, mate, but spin it wisely. Thank you so much. <laughs> That's a good voice, thank you. No worries, Brendan. Oh, there oh, you go. I love a bit of chaos, is he? Before 7am, it really yeah, gets the it gets, it gets the senses alert, and it means that we're dialed in for the rest of the oh, show. Be nice, Jim. Be nice, Jim. <laughs> Jim. Jim's never nice, mate. <laughs> thank you, Cam. Thank there you for you everyone go. that plays Quizzy Dag every day. Well done, yeah. Brenton. All right. We're talking Major League Baseball up after this. All you baseball fans, tune in. Send your text messages through about the playoffs. I'm going to go grab myself a little McCafe coffee, but right now it's the news for Tr- with Trudy for Kubota. Together we're shaping and building New Zealand. Chemist Warehouse has got you covered with great prices on the huge range of Masashi Sports Nutrition. This is Baz and Izzy for breakfast on ECNZ. Good morning, you're listening to Baz and Izzy for breakfast on SENZ. It is Thursday the 21st of October. It's just after 7 o'clock here on the Baz and Izzy for breakfast. 
If you haven't heard, Baz is back on Tuesday next week. He lands on Monday. He will be in MIQ and he'll be joining back on the Baz and Izzy for breakfast Tuesday morning. So looking forward to having Skip back. Our man. Our man is going to be back next week. Can't wait. Can't wait to have the brother back. He's been away for a very long time. Can't even imagine what his... Can't even figure out what his voice even sounds like. Been that long since he's been on our frequencies. So looking forward to that. Not too long now, team. Uh, coming up on the show, some news yesterday that was probably a year too late, if I'm honest. Lincoln McClutchy will be playing in the Super Rugby Moana Pacifica team. Announcing yesterday that the line has been signed on the dotted line by uh, Lincoln McClutchy. Lincoln McClutchy. How the Hurricanes let him go, that baffles me. So he'll join us about 7.35 this morning. Lincoln McClutchy. He is the Hawks Bay Magpies' first five, and he has just signed for Moana Pacifica. Looking forward to that. And then we've got Tom Abercrombie after 8 o'clock talking the NBL and the Breakers. And then we've got Craig Calder talking the Heartland Championship. We actually had a message coming in. South Canterbury at Alpine Stadium. If you head along and you there's a, they've got a vaccination clinic set up at the game, apparently, and you can head along, get your vaccination. And if you get your vaccination, you get free entry into that game against Whanganui. How good is that? Great uh, initiation there from the South Canterbury Rugby Union. So Craig Calder is a big part of that. Looking forward to chatting to him about that. But now it's the crunch time. It's the important time of the season. As we keep saying, it's that golden time of the year in October where we have more American sport being played than we can keep up with. The MLB playoffs, that is what October is known for. And this year is not disappointing with well, the World Series ticket up for grabs, the Red Sox and the Astros are locked at two all in their series, and the Dodgers yesterday got on board in their matchup with the Atlanta Braves in a thriller in LA. Bill Shaken, Shaken is the man when it comes to all things Dodgers. You can read his fine work in the LA Times, and he is with us now. G'day, Bill. G'day, how are you? I'm doing well, mate. How are you? You're obviously in the car driving somewhere, so we won't bother you for too long, mate. But what about that game yesterday? LA Dodgers down 5-2. Cody, Cody Ballinger comes and changes it in the eighth. How good was that? Pretty crazy. Uh, Cody Ballinger, who was the most valuable player in the league two years ago, frankly, by performance, was one of the worst players in the league this year. And there were a lot of fans talking about whether he should be playing at all. But given the combination of injuries and performance to other players, they put him in the lineup and he ended up hitting a home run that fans in Los Angeles will be talking about for many years to come. Bill, how dicey did it get at Dodger Stadium? How, how tense was it out there? Well, the Dodgers had lost the first two games of the series, and in this series, the first team to four wins. And the Braves were only a few outs away from going up three games to none. And, you know, math tells you, you know, if you're down three to none and four is what wins, it's not going to be too good. And the fans are very, very quiet at what is the largest baseball stadium in the major league. So you can imagine when all that frustration was let out when Bellinger hit that one home run, just how loud it got. Yeah, that's right. So what talk to us about the um, 
the Dodgers fans and the fan base and a bit about the franchise. Obviously, you, you cover this team and know them innately. What is the fan base like out in LA and, and how much do they love this team who's had quite a bit of success in recent years, right? Yeah, they moved to Los Angeles in 1958 from Brooklyn in New York. And they've become one of the two enduring teams in the Los Angeles landscape. And there's many teams in the market, but it's the Lakers for basketball. And everybody knows from Kobe to LeBron to Magic. Uh, And then the Dodgers, who have had some great (laughs) stars, too. Uh, for people who follow baseball from Sandy Koufax to Don Drysdale, Oral Hershiser, Clayton Kershaw, and now it's it's Mookie Betts and last night Cody Bellinger. So how's this uh, playoffs shaping now? So it was 2-0. I thought it was game over when they were down 5-2 and they're at home. But now they've got one back. How do you see this series shaping out over the next couple of games? And there's obviously two games today that are pretty crucial. Yeah, you know, it's weird. Last year, the two teams that were playing for the National League Championship were the same two teams, the Dodgers and the Atlanta Braves. And the Braves led two games to none, just like this year. The Braves lost game three, just like this year. And then we'll see. Last year, the Braves won game four, which will play today for this year, and still lost the series. So Dodgers hoping that history repeats and they'll be back in the World Series. We've got Bill Shaken on the line. He is uh, Mr. Baseball for the LA Times. Send us a message, all you baseball heads out there. What do you want to know about this uh, playoff series? And, of course, the tickets that are trying to be punched to the World Series across in the American League as well. At this time of year, Bill, break it down to us. I'm, I'm curious about the nitty-gritty of how important the bullpen is because it's all about depth when you have to play this amount of games in a row and the teams get a good look at each other so they start to understand trends and analytics is a huge part of baseball. So how important does the bullpen get? Much more important in recent years. Uh, the history of the sport has been you had some great starting pitchers and they would go, the game is nine innings, they'd go six, seven, eight, sometimes all nine. Uh, but in recent years, with whether you want to call it statistics or analytics, uh, people have figured out that maybe changing the workloads a little, getting batters to see different pitchers every time up might be more effective. So the bullpen now pitches most of the game. And in fact, today for Atlanta and tomorrow for the Dodgers, they're just not even going to pretend. They're just going to go all relief pitchers, an entire bullpen game. So if you don't have a strong bullpen, you're not going very far. Let's go to the other game. The other game, Boston Red Sox versus the Astros, Houston Astros. Boston had them under the pump. We're leading that series, but Astros have fought their way back into the series to even it up. 9-2. They were down 2-1, and they fought back to, to win 9-2 in that last match. Unbelievable comeback from, from the Astros. How do you see that series shaping up, and what are you seeing from it? Well, I think the one thing, you know, from a casual fan point of view, which is most of the fans, is that the Astros are the great villain team. Yeah. They were caught in the big cheating scandal. Trash cans. And they think that that was years ago. You should forget about it. And all the fans of every other team are like, no, no, no. We're never going to (laughs) forget about that. So they get booed wherever they go. And the year that they were caught cheating the heaviest 
was the year that they beat the Dodgers for the championship. So there's a possibility if the Dodgers beat the Braves and the Astros beat the Red Sox that we could have a rematch of the Cheating World Series. Wow. (laughs) And and isn't the great irony in all of this as well, so that Alex Cora, he, he manages the Red Sox now, doesn't he? And wasn't he in charge at Houston during that period as well? He does. He was suspended for a year uh, by Major League Baseball. And the Red Sox, at the end of the year that he served the suspension, said, okay, you've done your time. Welcome back. We're happy to have you again. (laughs) And so he's just carried on. And the Red Sox, I mean, I I don't know how how close you follow the American League, uh, Bill, but they kind of seem like they're the overachievers out of all of this. Or, 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 what were the Atlanta side, what were the Braves looking like during the regular season? Were they expected to go this far as well? Uh, they were not. They were stumbling for much of the summer. And there are a lot of teams that when they get to that point, again, now with the statistics or the analytics, they'll say, well, our chances of making the playoffs aren't very great. So why expand, and this is all turned into business school now, why expand our assets, our future resources and minor league players that might help us later? Why expend those assets to get a a major league player that can help us now when we've only got, say, a 10% chance of making the playoffs? And much credit to the Braves. They said, you know what? We got a chance. Let's act on that chance. So at a time when other teams were not acting, the Braves went out because they had lost basically an entire outfield uh, to injuries and one player to a suspension. And they went out and just replaced their outfield on the fly because other teams were willing to say, oh, our chances are not so good. We'll give away some of our, our older players. And it's worked out great for the Braves. Oh, has it what? So that game's today just after 1 p.m. New Zealand time. It's such good afternoon viewing down here, Bill. Seriously, it's great stuff. We get perfect time zones. The Red Sox Astros is at 10 a.m. Give us one prediction from today. What's going to go down at Dodger Stadium? Give us one prediction, something we can and our listeners can look out for during the game. Uh, I think the Dodgers win today. They've got the pitching advantage. They have baseball's only 20-game winner this year, Julio Arias, pitching for them. The Braves don't even have a starting pitcher today. They're going to go with one of their bullpen games. So um, it would be great to be in New Zealand, such a beautiful country, uh, but it should be pretty fun at Dodger Stadium too. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, go smash <laughs> smash a hot dog and a, and a pint of lager for us, and we'll, we'll just have a bit on the uh, Dodgers in return. Thanks so much for your time, Bill Shaken from the LA Times. Thanks, Bill. All right, take care. No worries. There you go. Is he Dodgers? A bit of a strong push for the Dodgers today from Bill. Yeah, well, he's in LA, mate. He has to support the Dodgers. And we've got a message here. Dodgers fans, they must be pretty <laughs> fighting in amongst themselves in the stands. Go the Braves. That is from Lance and Papa Moore. There you go. We've got a Braves fan out there and an MLB. Um, mate, it's heating up. It's heating up. I watched the, uh, that we towards the end of the big game yesterday with the Dodgers. And uh, obviously said they were down 5-2. I thought they were down and out. And they fought their way back to actually win it and seeing the fans in the stands waving the shirts around their heads. Man, they're so vocal, vocal eh? Love it. Oh, I've never... heating up. It's heating up, mate. Have you ever been to a baseball game? I know you've been to a Super Bowl. Have you ever seen an MLB game? No. 
Nah, I've never been to a baseball, mate. Um, there was, uh, I know the the ABs back in the day, they did something with San Francisco Giants, but and they all went to the game and watched them over there in San Fran. I was meant to go to that, but I I didn't end up heading along. Um, but nah, never got to go, mate. Have you been? No, I haven't, but I, I agree. Like The scenes in October, I get, I'm a sucker. I get so swept up in uh, playoff baseball because it just... The the, ta- the shirts above the head, the whistling, the claps. It's like the closest thing you get to European football, I reckon, in American mm. sport. Like, it really looks like kind of it's that tribal, kind of got a bit of AFL about it. They're a bit, there's a bit of mongrel to it, like Lance from Papamoa. Dodgers suck, worst fans. Um, so I didn't want to read that to our man from the LA Times, but Lance, always appreciate your messages. Um, and, and I just feel like it's got that real energy about it. So we'll be watching today and just did a little tab.co.nz update here. The Dodgers a dollar 43 so uh, the, the bookies are agreeing with what Bill said Atlanta Braves two dollars75 um, they the the point spread or the run spread is the run line they call it one and a half so if you think the Dodgers are going to win by two runs or more you're getting a dollar 85 if you think the Braves can cover that two runs so either lose by two runs or less or win you're getting a dollar 90 so that's curious game and the Red Sox our favourites in their game as well uh, at Fenway Park. So we will be watching that very, very closely. Izzy, there's a couple of messages here to mop up from the last hour when we were talking about captaincy with the news that Sam Whitelock mm. is going to come back in and captain this weekend against USA. You said it made perfect sense. Uh, Dave from Caracas says 100% Izzy. Sam Whitelock is the best skipper and guaranteed to start. The name of our horse is Lucky Feet. Thanks, Dave from Caracas. And you've got a message from PJ from Tamukamit. I do. Sam Watlock demonstrated clear, cool decisions in our early tests. If he'd been there for South Africa tests, we would have won as we would have banked those penalty points. If in, it's his experience in those big games that seals a deal for me. There's from PJ and Tamuka. Uh, yeah, that's it. That's it. When it's not like when they've got when the pressure's been put on them and, and when Sam's been away, yeah, there has been little chinks in the armour, eh, that you kind of notice. And so he's made a good point, and it's something that uh, yeah, I've kind of had a look at too. With him being there, those decision-making under pressure, um, you know, making those cool, calm decisions, you know, taking the points when they're on offer, getting down there, getting back, taking three, just keep the, talk, the scoreboard ticking over. That's those decisions that he'll be able to make on the fly when things are going tough. So I love it, mate. I love it. And, um, yeah, he's the right man going over, going over there and, and getting the job done, mate. Makes perfect sense. All right. Well, Sam Wildlock's going to be in the side. We know that. We should have a team naming. Uh, while we're on, before we're on here tomorrow, hopefully we can track down an all-back and we should have a team named. 0800 That's the Kennard's Hire phone line. Give us a call. Who do you want to see get a run against USA? You might like Josh Lord. You might want to see these young guys without much experience get a run. You might want to see some dudes with a bit more experience that need the run, like Sam Whitelock and Sam Kane get a run. Double eight, double three. But please give us a call on 0800 150 811. Who do you want to see get a run? We're going to continue on talking rugby up after this because, Izzy, you've been thinking a lot about Lincoln McClutchy, a new Super Rugby contract on his doorstep, and I know you are very passionate about that, this young man. So we're going to get to that very shortly. It is 18 minutes past 7 o'clock here with Chemist Warehouse. Great savings every day. 
morning as we lead into Cox Plate weekend, 23 minutes past seven this morning, 21st of October. Uh, Izzy, there's plenty of rugby going on. It's easy to forget because they're in America. It's actually a test week, but it's also a Ranfurly Shield week. Hawks Bay taking on Waikato, defending the Shield. You thought you'd locked it away. You'll be fired up for this one, and especially to watch young Lincoln McClutchy, who you are a massive fan of. Yeah, massive fan, mate. Uh, can't wait for the Sunday. It gives me a little bit of goosebumps, actually, because I hate bringing it up, but actually two, uh, 2015 or 14, 15 it was, we had the Shield, Hawks Bay had the Shield, and Waikato come and stole it in the last game, and the worst thing about that was Brad Webber was playing for Waikato, and then the next year he went back and started playing for Hawks Bay again. So he helped Waikato steal the Shield from Hawks Bay <laughs> in that last game. But Criminal. Nah, I'm looking forward to it. I know, I know, I couldn't believe it. But I'm looking forward to this weekend, mate. Lucky there's going to be a cracking game. And like you said, they thought they locked it away, but it hasn't come to that. they got one more game up against Waikato. But, mate, I want to talk about this. Uh, Lincoln McClutchy, great news overnight, uh, him signing with Moana Pacifica. And I'm so happy for him. A guy that has been playing Australia for the last couple of years, been leading, and just every year just keeps getting better and better with his game management. His decision-making on the field, has been second to none, so I've been so impressed. But the thing that baffles me, mate, the thing that baffles me is, one, how has it come to, how has it taken this long for someone like him to get picked up in the Super Rugby side and we've had to wait for an extra team to be a part of Super Rugby so he's given an opportunity, and two, how the Hurricanes, he's part of the Hurricanes region, how the Hurricanes, who have lost Bowden Barrett, Garden Bashup, They've, they've needed a 10. How they have let him slip under the radar. It's something that just really... And it hasn't been just him. There has been players over the last couple of years, and I'm going to name a few, and there's going to be a few more that I probably haven't named, so make sure you give us a text on double eight double three in the Hurricanes region. I just want to know how, how they recruit. What's their recruiting process? Um, I'll, I'll, I'll ramble off a couple of names. So I've got Aaron Smith. He was at Fielding High. He was at Fielding Eggs. So as a Smith, he slipped under the radar, never got picked up. Went to the Blues, had a Blues preseason, then went down to the, the Highlanders, and obviously he's gone on to be the greatest halfback of all time. And then you've got Sam, Adam, Luke, George Whitelock. They're all at fielding ag, ag as well, and, and fielding high. With Aaron, they slip under the radar. They're all in the Hurricanes region. They get pit, swooped up down in Canterbury. Then you've got Falau Fakatawa, Hastings Boys High. Halfback, TJ's obviously getting on. They haven't got a real backup to them. They're struggling in the halfback area at the moment. Falao Fakatava gets picked up, taken down to the South Island. Goes down to the Landers. Brad Webber, Napier Boys High. Brad Webber's played for Hawke's Bay, uh, uh, Waikato. He's at the Chiefs, so another one that's gone. Marino Michele too. He's playing six for the um, Hawke's Bay outfit. He's at the Highlanders. <laughs> you know, another <laughs> one that's been slipped away. George Bridge, Lindisfarne College. He's slipped away. He's down at the Crusaders. He's gone on. Robbie Fruin. He was at Wellington. He was under-19s player of the year. Never really got an opportunity. Canterbury, obviously he had his problems with his heart. Never really got picked up. Canterbury gave him an opportunity. Went down the Crusaders. Had a very successful career at the Crusaders. Rico Gear. Another Highlander, Crusader, he grew up in Gizzy, blah, blah, blah. The list could go on. So, um, yeah, Israel Dag. (laughs) 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 I might be a bit bit sore here because... (laughs) 
<laughs> I might be a bit sore here, but like, I, it's just something like you think of the talent that has that has been in the regions that has slipped away from the hurricanes that has slipped away. You, you think of it, and you think of the powerhouse the hurricanes could have been and potentially can be if they get the recruiting right. Um, Louis, that's it's just something like those are only a couple names. There's probably more out there. So give us a text on double eight double three if I've missed any. Richard Buckman, I know he played for the Hurricanes a wee bit, but he got let go, went down the Highlands, had a good career. Like, there's many, many names. And you think about Ash Dixon, played a little bit, wasn't good enough, went down to Landers, played 100 games for the Landers. You know, like, there's names that... Is it a, is it a, is it a culture thing? Is it a, is it a team? Is it, how do they recruit? I just, I just want to know. And um, it's something that's, that's baffled me for a wee while here, Louis. So there you go. There's a few names that have come off. But, mate, other, other side of it, we're going to chat to Lincoln McClutchy. After the break, um, we're gonna chat to we're gonna text him. It's because they love their Wellington boys too much. Mm, you're not wrong there. You're not wrong there. <laughs> there uh, I, I get a sense that there is a fractured relationship with um, with the the Hawks Bay outfit, and obviously Taranaki flies under the Chiefs outfit now. So, yeah, it's 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 not ideal. It's not ideal, and it's um it's something that I've I've had a lot of questions about the last couple. But other side, mate, we're going to chat to Lincoln McClutchy after seven thirty, and I'm really looking forward to this. This is a guy I've been really proud of, and if you don't know, you got to check out his backstory. You got to check out his backstory. This is a guy that's had to become an adult at a really young age, thirteen, fourteen years old. He's got younger brothers and sisters, and uh, he's had to he's grown up. He's looked after them his whole life, and this is a guy that's just. You know, I've got a lot of respect for. So looking forward to chatting to him, Louis. Is he? Wow. That, there you go. There's a list that um, I'm sure Hurricanes fans would have either been screaming at the radio or trying to block their ears because that's not pretty reading and listening at all. Double eight, double three, but 0800 150. Hurricanes fans, defend yourself. Well, who, who have you kept? Or you might just want to agree and you might be frustrated. You might have been waiting for someone to say it. 0800 150 yep, give us a call. We're going to do this a little bit differently. Lincoln McClutchy's got a leadership meeting, so we're going to sh- we're going to get to Trudy's news, then we're going to shoot off, come back with Lincoln, and we'll get some sports highlights uh, headlines towards the end of the hour. But that's fantastic stuff. Izzy, it is half past seven. Right now, it is the news with Trudy for Kubota. Together, we are shaping and building New Zealand. Uh, is you've hit an absolute chord with the Hurricanes fans here. Just a quick one before we get to Lincoln McClutchy. What about Jason Holland, the current coach who was overlooked and went to Munster, Ireland? Kane and Scott Barrett, two more Taranaki boys overlooked. Cheers, Josh. Josh, plenty of messages like yours, which we are going to get to very shortly, and of course some callers too. But right now, it's a it's a celebration, really, isn't it? Is for Lincoln. Oh, it is, mate. It is. This has been a long time in the making. I'm so pumped for the young man from Hawks, but after tearing up the NPC. And being a driving force of Hawks Bay's success, the Bay, over the past few seasons, Lincoln McClutchy is going to get a crack at Super Rugby level next year when he laces them up for Moana Pacifica. And a great signing for the new franchise. Before then, though, Lincoln has to help the Bay fend off one more shield challenge against the Waikato this weekend. Lincoln is with us now. He's a busy man, so we won't hold him for too long. He's a leader. He's in the leadership group. How good. Good morning, Link. Morning, bro. Morning, bro. Hey, brother, congratulations, man. Um, I've been pumping your tyres up for the last couple of days. I'm so excited for you um, to get an opportunity at the next level. Uh, I think it should have come around a lot earlier, mate. But how are you feeling? You, you, you excited, pumped? Yeah, yeah, no, I'm stoked for it, mate. Um, really been looking forward to it. Um, been grinding it out for the last few years, but no opportunity has come, so I've the most of it. 
Nice, mate. And how did you find out? Like, were you in talks with um, Aaron Major and, and co and having some chats with him? And was, was it always part of the plan to get into Moana Pacifica? Yeah, yeah. So um, I was kind of chatting to him at the starting of the year and then he was kind of giving me tips on what he was looking for, what he wanted me to work oh. on. So really just stuck at it and pretty much just focused on that stuff. And yeah. Turns up, nice. Playing pretty good, so working so far. Oh, pretty good. That's an understatement, mate. I've been very impressed uh, the way you're leading uh, the Hawks Bay side around. You've got a young squad, man. Let's be honest. If you got Eddie Anada there, but Falau Fakatawa, yeah, yeah. you got Lincoln McClutchy, Danny Tawala, Stacey Ely. So it's a young backline. Jonah Lowe on the wing. Tell us about that, mate. Are you enjoying playing for the Hawks Bay side? Looks like you guys are just having so much fun. You're playing with so much freedom. Yeah, um, personally, I think just the connections are quite good between us all. Um, the bond's strong, so everyone's on the same page. No one's bigger than each other. I think that's the strong yeah. one for us. Everyone's on the same level. We're just playing, really. No, it's good. Loving it. What What is it about this culture, mate? I was so lucky enough to be able to come in the change rooms after the game last weekend. Obviously, Ash Dixon's yeah. last match. And just seeing the mana and the the respect and just the togetherness that you had in the changing room, mate, can you just tell us a bit more about the Hawks Bay culture and the environment at the moment? What makes it so great? And it's been able to transition onto the field as well. Yeah. Um, my, my opinion, I thought Dicko, Dicko started, started this all. Um, previous yeah. years, uh, when I was at school, I heard the bond wasn't quite strong. Um, when Mark Osage come in, we all decided to start something that'll connect us stronger. So I think just having little little activities throughout the week makes us stronger. Always going out for lunch with each other, not just your mates, people that you've got to connect with throughout the field. And it all starts from there, I think. Um, just connecting... No, it's good. It's good. I'm loving it. I love training with the boys every day. I love turning up every day. Not just turning up, running through the motions, turning up, actually wanting to play and wanting to win. So I think that's the difference. Yeah, I love it, man. I love it. I know uh, Ash, I spoke to Ash last week, and I want you to talk about him in a minute. But I spoke to Ash about the, I said, mate, what are you doing? Like, the boys have still got another connection, another week to go. And he he winked at me and he said, nah, bro, it's time. You boys are ready. Your boys are. Uh, you know how to prepare for a game. You know what it takes to go to that next level, and uh, it just feels like you, you guys have just got everything ticked, mate. Tell us about Ash. Tell us about Ash. I know he's a grumpy old fella, and obviously the salary cap's <laughs> going to be loosened up a wee bit, so Lincoln's going to get paid. Um, how much of a loss will he be, bud? Uh, yeah, he's a big loss for us. He's a big loss for us, obviously. Um, but now we've got we've got young boys stepping up, JD, Keanu, um, they're taking over quite well. They've been quite good this week. Um, but now you can tell when when Smudgy's gone, there's um, yeah. a few words not saying at training. Might get the ball a bit more, but uh, <laughs> he's a big loss. He's a big loss for us. What what about your game, mate? We're gonna go back to you because this is hugely exciting for you. Was he? It's, I've been having a wee debate, mate. I just can't 
believe that you'll be let go from the Hurricanes region. Was there any conversations with the Canes? Were they keeping in touch with you? They were giving you anything? Mm, yeah, I was a tough one there. Um, just talking with my agent and that, um, it's just real hard to um, try and be in the environment. Um, due to last year, there was just no yeah. communication between us. So kind of just try to look for elsewhere and get yeah. other coaches' opinions on what I need to work on. Um, but yeah, no, Kane's been good all right. I just, yeah. That's all right, bro. I know. I don't want you. I don't want. I don't want you to say anything. I'll keep saying it for you, yeah. mate. They're, they're terrible. They're terrible. I can't believe they let go, let you go. I, I I could have picked you. I know you play for Tamatia, mate, and I know that's the red and black uh, hoops. I really could have picked pictured yeah. you down in the red and black down in Canterbury, bro. You reckon you could have come down here? Oh, that would, yeah, that would have been me. Um, <laughs> would have loved it down there. <laughs> um, yeah, just being in that culture and. Obviously, black and white hoops. Um, yeah. Yeah, we'll see what happens in a few more years. Nice, mate. Hey, look, there's been talks as well, mate. There's been talks. I, I know you got a couple of your mates from the Hawks Bay side heading into Moana Pacifica, but there has been talks of a guy that played for the East Coast on the weekend maybe lacing up for Moana Pacifica, Ma'a Nonu. How cool would that be to sure. maybe just run a little short board of Ma'a hitting the line? <laughs> oh, bro. Yeah, oh, it'll help me out a lot anyway. Yeah, <laughs> that'll be good. Yeah. Be All good right. Day, All right, brother. You're 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 a busy man, mate. Hey, I look forward to pumping your tyres up on Saturday. But congratulations, man. I'm I'm so proud of you. Just to see where you've come from, the leadership you're showing at a real young age. Uh, just couldn't think of anything better for you, man. Link and. Uh, you're a busy man. Get to that leadership meeting. I don't want Oz to bloody pay you out, rip you out, and give you a fine. So all the best, and I'll see you on Saturday, bud. Nah, awesome. Thanks, Lizzie. Thanks, appreciate that, bro. Awesome. Nah, mean. Proud of you, man. There you go. Lincoln McClutchy of the Hawks Bay. He's a very, he's a quiet man. He's a quiet man. He's a man of few words, but, mate, what a champion. And just seeing him develop on the field, mate, he's, he's turning into a complete player. He's turning into a complete player. And the text machine is heating up. Is heating up. I saw one text message throughout that interview, and um, <laughs> I, I just can't believe you wrote that. Well, Corey Jane was better than me. Yeah, no. No, he wasn't better than me. <laughs> I love it. I love it. That's so good. But, mate, the text machine's heating up. We've even got a side. We've even got a side that's come through. A hurricane stubbed 15. Here we go. How good is that? Yeah, it's it's brilliant, mate. You're right. It is te- heating up. And Jim from Tamuxi, congratulations, Link. You deserve to step up. Good luck for the Shield events. Lock it up for the summer. Cheers, Jim. Um, you're right, Izzy. I wouldn't say some were overlooked that just were some better players in front of them like Corey Jane over <laughs> Izzy. <laughs> wow. Yeah, we... you're not wrong. Yes, I, I was overlooked. It's okay. It's I reckon. Okay. He was. He... Can we check if that's Corey Jane's number? Can we Can we run yeah. it? Can we yeah, run hold it? hold on. <laughs> <laughs> nah, if it was, mate, he'd be spitting tax. <laughs> um, and there's, a, there's a great text here from Fergus from uh, Danny Vick. One more before we get off, and we're going to get back to some of your calls. If you if you've got if you feel as passionate about it, give us a call. 0800 150 Izzy nail on head. Hurricanes by far the worst at looking after the regions. Definitely, definitely while Naki left. If you live in Wellington, you get automatic advantage over other players. Uh, Cody Taylor, Liam Squire, Charlie Natai. Um, list goes on and on and on. Um, 
I've been a Hurricanes fan all my life from Danny Virk. Support Hawks Bay, but always support Highlanders. That's where the boys end up. Fergus from Danny Virk. And I feel like there will be lots mm. of people that will relate to that, is? Yeah, mate. That's that's spot on. Cody Taylor. Far out. Forgot about the codes over in Levin. You know, like there, there is many, many more. And like this is a passionate topic. This is a passionate topic that people have um, been very passionate about. And it's something that I've been thinking about, and I've been thinking about for a very long time, just how... You know, yeah, someone texted in, they are reactive rather than being proactive. So they are reacting. They, they're seeing these players develop into big stars and then it's too late. Like It's, it's like club. Like They've got to get out there, see them when they're at school. Not poaching, because like, at school, that's you know we want them to be kids and, and enjoy high school. But just see the talent, keep an eye, you know, keep the conversations with their families. But yeah, just fascinating when all these players and the text machine has gone off so give us a call on 0800 811 because i want to debate it yeah great point great point tim they're reactive rather than proactive really appreciate your message as well the canes are trying to patch a team together with what is left average talent all right keep them coming through and give us a call we'll be back to talk more about this and, and again congratulations to lincoln mcclutchy he's gonna play super rugby and that's the main thing good on you man awesome stuff it is 12 minutes away from eight all right, Izzy is fired up about the Hurricanes recruiting and scouting, and we're going to talk about it right now. 0800 811. That's the Kennard's Hire phone line. We've got Matt on the line in Blenheim. Just quickly, before we get to Matt, is did you also subtly break the news there that Ma Nonu's going to play for Mahana Pacific? <laughs> did I, did no, I, no, no, no. There's, there's been things on Twitter. There's been things on Twitter that I've read that he potentially uh, could okay. be linked to it. Uh, just yeah. checking you didn't have any gravy, yeah. mate, and you were just trying to slide no, it in there. No, no way. But, oh, look, it makes sense. If they do, what a get, mate. The experience and, and the knowledge you'd be able to share to a young side, I think it's a fantastic. And he's very passionate about the island, so I think it'd be a great get. But whatever Ma'a does, doesn't come cheap unless you're East Coast. So, anyway. <laughs> That's fair <laughs> enough as well. Oh, we got Matt on the line. we got Matt on the line. Matt from Blenheim, he's going to talk about... The debate, recruiting in Canes in the Hurricanes regions. Mate, good morning, Matt. Morning, Izzy. How you going, mate? I'm going really well, mate. I've just uh, read your message. You had a really passionate message, text message come through, mate. Do you want to just give us a bit more? Yeah, well, you, you, you struck a chord with me because, I mean, I think that this conversation's gone on for years, but more, more so about mm. the Blues, about the Blues losing talent. And, um, I mean, I, yeah. think, I mean, as a, as, as, a, as a pretty passionate Hurricanes supporter, I've always thought that we've been overlooked in that discussion because the Hurricanes have been terrible at letting talent slip, especially from the non-Wellington Lions talent pool. Yeah. I mean, I think that um, I think that there's, there's an advantage and a disadvantage to having so many NPC teams within the within the Hurricanes catchment, and the fact that you know they all get a chance to um, show their wares or prove themselves at a higher level, but that also means mm. they're on display to, to other other regions, which can then swoop in. And I, I mean, I don't yeah. know what the reason is. I really don't. It's always been something that I struggle with. But um, potentially, other other super franchises use that um, sort of you're not part of the, the in crowd and Wellington. Why don't you come play for us? Kind of mentality, tap people on the shoulder. I don't know what it is, but um, I heard you say before you received the text about a snub Wellington fifteen. I'm sure you could probably come up with two or three of those things over the <laughs> over the life of the Hurricanes. It's, um, it's pretty it's pretty depressing to be honest. Yeah, yeah, it is. It is, Matt, and, and that's that's the thing. I I get a sense that is there is a not only in in Wellington, maybe in Auckland, that there is a fractured relationship between the other um, 
NPC provincial unions. I, I feel like they've been overlooked. They haven't been heard. That's kind of the sense I'm getting, mate. And then that's why these players are getting let go. How do how do these how do the hurricane? What do you see? What do you want to see from the Hurricanes region recruiting wise? What what will it be the change for you? Well, I just reckon that, um, like, I mean, I guess the, the, the tough thing for Auckland is obviously they've got weight of numbers. So they've got, you know, they're, they're always going to have people just through sheer numbers that are going to slip through the net that maybe don't show quite as well when they're at high school or whatever, because that's obviously where people start getting picked up these days. But, I mean, um, like, yeah, and, and they may be slightly later bloomers, but, I mean, a late bloomer now is probably in his early 20s. But, um, but I mean, the, I'd like to see the Hurricanes Look after, or look, look after their, their, I guess their own region players first. Obviously, we've lost Taranaki from that from that pool, but you know, I mean, there's, I think, a really good player to me that that they should have held on to is someone like Ash Dixon, because he probably wasn't mm. the superstar, but he's the sort of player that the Hurricanes have missed over the years. The Hurricanes have always been a team full of superstars and never really a star team. I think that's something yeah. that the Crusaders have really shown over the years that they do well. Um, and the Crusaders have probably been the best at punching talent if you're going to look at it from the other side of it. Um, but they've, they've taken people there. I mean, you know, you're a good example, Izzy, and uh, you've thrived in that environment. And um, but I mean, I mean, it's, it's the sort of thing that I mean, and Ash is a good example down at Hollanders, and they've always been a team of, yeah. I guess, a, I guess, a more more a team than a than a team of superstars. So um, I know there's a lot we could learn from the two mainland sides, I think, and. Um, and the Hurricanes need to probably look at more players, particularly in the forward pack. They've always struggled in the mm. forwards, I think, especially in the top five, looking for those sort of blue players like Ashes. Yeah, mate, I love it. I love it, Matt. That was very passionate from you, mate. I'm, oh, it just it just struck a chord with me with Lincoln McClutchy getting picked up for Moana Pacifica. So I had to say it, mate. But I appreciate your call always, mate. Thanks so much yeah. for calling, and uh, have a lovely day. All good, and all the best to Lincoln McClutchy, and I hope you're right about Martin on there too. <laughs> <laughs> I'm only having a guess. I don't know anything. I'm having a guess. Man, I think I'm sold myself under the bus no. here. I, go check it out. It's on Twitter. <laughs> uh, oh, oh, that's my bad. My bad. We can't give, I was just thinking you might have subtly dropped it in as um, quickly, nah. but one, one, nah, more, no one more before we get to the news. Hey, Izzy, how did you yeah. end up as a crusader and not at the Canes? Maybe you've already spoken about it, but I I missed it and that's a great question because it is personal for you as well um yeah so oh, look i started back in the day and it was probably like that other text i just probably wasn't good enough but anyway back then they could only secure they could only secure 26 players in their region so i was part of the hurricanes region in hawks bay so they couldn't secure me so the guys that weren't secure they go on a draft system so i went and they they, they said to me look we can't secure you but we'll chuck you in the draft and we'll pick you up but I went in the draft, and uh, my good coach from Hawke's Bay, Pete Russell, actually picked me up, and he was coaching the Highlanders. So that's how I went down south. I got chucked in the draft, wasn't secured, and I got picked up by the Highlanders, and uh, I left. So And I never turned back. And uh, there was talks about me going back, but um, nah, I'm a southern man now, so I'm down here. This is home. That's how I got down here. And personally, I couldn't be... More grateful because uh, watching you in the red and black was one of the great privileges in life. Tongue wagging, goose stepping, Izzy dagging, the man. All right, we're coming up to eight o'clock. We're going to talk basketball after this. I'm going to shoot off and grab a McCafe coffee right now. It is the news for Kubota. Together we are shaping and building New Zealand. Thank you for your texts and calls. Loving it.
Atamarie, good morning. You're listening to Baz and Izzy for breakfast on SENZ. It is Thursday, the 21st of October. How good, 21st of October, just after 8 o'clock here on the Baz and Izzy for breakfast. If you've just tuned in, Baz is back next Tuesday. Tuesday, the 26th, he will be back on the airways. He lands twenty. He lands on the Monday, 25th. And well, he's back to reality. Get on the airways, Bazza. Holiday's over, brother. We are back into it, sharing you all things sport. So looking forward to having my good mate back. Well, now we've just had talking MLB, the Atlanta Braves versus the Dodgers, Houston Astros versus the Red Sox. Bill Shacken from the LA Times giving us his insights to what's ahead. Big matches today in the MLB playoffs, heading to the World Series. Who's going to head to the World Series? Red Sox, Dodgers, Braves, or the Astros. That was great. And then we had, mate, this has created a lot of debate throughout the morning. Keep those Texas coming in. The Hurricanes region letting players like Lincoln McClutchy go. And I had a message. You could hear the, the hurt in his voice. No feedback from the Hurricanes to Lincoln at all. When I asked him that question, if you've missed that interview, make sure you head to the podcast. It was raw, it was real, and it was, you could hear the feelings. But excitement for young Lincoln as well. He's earned his opportunity. Great to see Aaron Major reaching out early in the season, giving his little insights. Outstanding career, and he's going to be great for young Lincoln McClutchy at Moana Pacifica. So make sure you head over to the app, Baz and Izzy, for breakfast and listen to our podcast. Lincoln McClutchy, what a get. Uh, coming up on the show, anyway, we're going to be talking basketball, NBL. Tom Abercrombie's on the line. We're going to chat to him about the upcoming Breakers season. They've got a few new recruits. Jariah Martin, he's played 18 games in the NBA. What a get for uh, the Breakers Nation. Looking forward to chatting to Tom Abercrombie. He is the store. He is the leader. He is the coral in the Breakers outfit. He, outfit. he has been there for many, many years. He knows what it takes to win a championship for the Breakers. And then coming up, we got Craig Calder of the South Canterbury Rugby Union. He is the CEO, and, well, Trudy's News touched on it. If you want to go to that game, free vaccinations, free vaccinations at that game. And if you get the vaccination, you get a free entry into the match. How good is that from South Canterbury? Don't be a dick, get a prick. There you go. Looking forward to that. Looking forward to chatting to Craig. But right now, we got Tom on the line. Yesterday, Hoop fans got the return of the NBA after an off-season, which felt like it came and went in a blink. Now the countdown is on for the NBL, which is set to tip off at the start of December. Tom Abercrombie is the captain of the Breakers and one of the linchpins of the basketball in the NZ, and he's with us now. And, well, Tom knows how I can dunk it. I did a wee little promotion with Tom, and he's seen my dunk, and I got hops, mate. How good? Good morning, Tom. Good morning, Izzy. If it's delusional, mate, it's a bit early for you. <laughs> hey, mate. You, you, hey, you saw my hops, bud. You just didn't see the chair that was underneath the hoop, eh? Hey? Yeah, exactly. But, hey, all right. It's just what top top that counts, eh? Hey? <laughs> so it's all about camera work, bud. It's all about camera work. But, mate, how you been? How's preparations been? You're obviously in... In Auckland, it's been a pretty tough time up there. How, how have you been able to prepare and train and, and get ready for the upcoming season, mate? Uh, yeah, I mean, obviously it's, it's been been a little tough. We were kind of helped out a little bit in the fact that our, our season was delayed quite a bit. You know, we would, would have usually been starting first week of October and pushed back to um, December, December 4th start date for us now. So we've had a little bit of extra time, but, um, you know, level four, 
not not able to do to do anything really. So a lot of um, going down to the rugby club and running around the field and doing a bit of stuff on our own. But uh, level three, we've been able to get back and do some stuff in some small groups, which has been good. But um, you know, obviously, we want to get the whole squad together. We've got a couple of guys waiting for us over in Australia, um, yeah. and you know, we're just we're just waiting to sort of firm up what our plans are in terms of um, you know relocation over there and. Uh, but it looks like you know we're going to be over there until sort of early early February. Um, so you know a good challenge for us to start the season on the road again. But uh, you know hopefully there's some light at the end of the tunnel and, and we'll have some some home games at the end of the season. If we can get off to a really good start, then you know put us in a really good spot. But um, you know, I like the group that we got put together this year and um, yeah, just itching to get started. It feels like it's been a, a, another longest off season in history. <laughs> It has, mate. It has. Let's talk about the squad. You've, you've assembled a uh, pretty exciting squad. You've got some French flair coming from France. You've got some NBA coming, uh, Jer- Jer- Jeremiah Martin coming over. You've got yourself, uh, Finn Delaney. Squad shaping up relatively nicely, mate. You, what, what are you hoping for the season? Obviously a win, but you got the squad and the chemistry to go over there and do well? Yeah, I think so. Uh, you know, We've got a, a good... Kiwi core there, as you said, but um, yeah, some mm. exciting new pieces as well with the the two young Frenchies who have come in, and um, yeah, I've been really impressed with what I've seen from those guys. They can they can both play, they've got a good feel for the game, as as most um, you know, young European players do. They they seem to have just a, a really good feel and, and IQ for the game, and both those guys have got that, mm. and obviously got that that X factor, which is why they're on you know a lot of draft boards for next year as well. So. Excited with what, with what those guys can bring. Um, you know, Peyton, Peyton Seaver, our, our point guard who's joined us, is he's going to be super exciting as well. Um, you know, guy with a, a lot of European experience, EuroLeague experience, a really good leader. Um, you know, someone who I think is really going to fit the way that you know Dan coaches um, really well. You know, obviously coming from a European background himself, uh, Peyton understands his style of play and. The, the subtleties and, and things that comes along with that. Uh, I haven't obviously got to see Jeremiah yet, but um, you know, pretty exciting player on paper. So we're just looking forward to getting it all together, getting everyone together, and um, seeing how good we can be. You know, you, you, mm-hmm. it's one thing to to look on the on the roster and go up and down and, and see how things can look, but um, you know, it's another thing yeah. just seeing how they all come together. We talk about the brand. Like, there's a, every team has an identity with how they play. You look at Golden State; they're a perimeter side. They shoot from anywhere. They like dropping bombs. How do the Breakers want to play this season? They want to play an aggressive attacking boards. They want to play moving, moving the ball around. How do you see this season shaping out with the squad you've got? Uh, look, I think with um, you know our coaching staff, there's always going to be a. Um, sort of style to how we play and that, that, that real mm. discipline and structure, I guess, in the half court and making sure that we're getting shots where we want to get shots from guys we want to shoot at. Um, you know, there's, a, there's a real emphasis on that. But I think this year, you know, there's going to be a bit more emphasis on um, getting getting up and in a little bit more and being a bit more of a pressure defensive team. We've got um, you know a lot of guys who can switch a lot of stuff. We're a bit more versatile. Um so, yeah, we want to create some, you know, havoc out there, create some turnovers yeah. and our versatility and length to our advantage. You know, we've got a guy like Yanni, um, Yanni Wester with the five who can guard anyone. So it gives us a real strength out there. You know, if things aren't, aren't going well, we um, hopefully will be able to 
you know, go to a place where we can switch a lot of stuff and create um, some you know, problems for the other team that way. But I think that'll be the, the major sort of difference for us this year is probably picking up that tempo a little bit more, trying to play a little faster at both ends, but um, you know, maintaining that, that structure and discipline that I guess um, you know, Dan's teams are known for. Mate, obviously this, the, with COVID and disruptions, it's not ideal. And, and for yourselves, you're going to be based in Australia, away from family and, and things like that. So it's going to be pretty tough for yourself. Have you reached out to any other organisations to get a few tips or a few ideas? You know, I know the Warriors have been based over there for a while now. And Have you, have you thought about that and maybe getting some ideas from other organisations? Yeah, we obviously learnt a lot about what we went through last year as well. Um, yeah, we've done it all before, and there's a lot of things that uh, yeah we'll try and do a little bit differently from last year as well. And yeah, a big one of that is is uh, you know guys' personal situations and, and families and things like that. You know, there's, there's going to be options for guys if they want to take their families over with them this year. Um, you know, it's obviously not an option for everyone. My family won't be coming with me, but. Um, it's it's just about I I think a lot of guys learned a lot of things from last year and hopefully we'll do things better this year. Uh, I know the club's been in, in contact with um, you know the Warriors and teammates and seeing how you know their setups are and how they've been able to do things. But you know, to be honest, at the moment it's it's a it's a it's a tough one to sort of plan for because um, you know a lot of this stuff is, is happening yeah. at the last minute. You know, the schedule only came out a couple of weeks ago. We still don't know where we're going to be re- relocated to. So. Yeah, it's one thing to put things in place, but um, you need to know where you're going to be first. Um, so hopefully we'll get that information pretty soon. And as a captain, mate, how's that for you? Um, you're obviously a big leader in the side and you've had to lead from the front and uh, there'll be a lot of anxiety and anxious players about there with so much uncertainty. Have you been taking a major role in trying to keep the boys calm and um, in the now? Yeah, I mean, that's it, right? Like... Um, at the moment, we can only control what we can control, and um, all those all those things related to our relocation stuff are out of our control at the moment. Um, you know, we just have to have faith that the club has our best interests at heart, and they're doing what they can to to put all the appropriate features in place. Which, um, you know, I do. You know, a lot of them were over there with us last year, and, and they know what uh, what needs to happen. Yeah. So, you know, for us, it's just about at the moment trying to get the best out of. Um, our situation back in New Zealand and, and using this time to our advantage to get better um, and then you know when, when those those plans become a little bit clearer we'll be able to talk through what that means for us as a team and, and how we sort of handle that but um, yeah, as, a, as I said a big learning from last year is being open and talking about that stuff and that's something that we're going to do when the time's right. we got Tom Abercrombie here on the line, um, obviously stalwart of New Zealand basketball. Tom, it's Louis here, man. Hey, I'm curious. You've you've seen the NBL progress for a long time now. You've played in it for years and years. The overall standard of the league and where it's at to now, we've got players like um, well, RJ Barrett, Lamello, these young French guys actually making it a, a genuine option. How impressed have you seen the development and what the administrators have been able to do as far as the marketing side of it as well? Yeah, it's, it's honestly, it's gone and leaps and bounds from, from when I started. Uh, this is my 13th year. and uh, the, the standard of the league is, is a heck of a lot better uh, now than it was back then. You, you're attracting you know, top, top-class imports who you know, have EuroLeague, sometimes NBA options, and they're choosing you know, this route because mm-hmm. um, they can see the advantages of it, and, and especially in, the, in these young kids now who you're seeing coming through and using it 
as a pathway uh, to get to the NBA. Um, I think that's that's really exciting and it's something that kind of needs to happen, you know, because you know, there's, there's kids for a long time, all they've had is, um, you know, college to go through if they wanted to achieve their NBA dream. But, um, you know, having an alternative pathway, which, you know, I think is in a lot of ways a, a better option because they're, they're learning the professional game and, and learning to play against men night in, night out. Um, you know, guys are seeing the advantages of that and that's why we're seeing more and more guys sort of come through this, this pathway now. And uh, I saw some some graphic the other day, like the number of players who are playing in the NBA now that you know have played in the NBL in the last few years. Like, it, it's crazy. There's, there's a lot of guys out there, um, which is awesome to see. Mm. And that's what a lot of teams are almost um, you know, promoting within themselves is like, yeah, come to us. And if you get an NBA opportunity, like, we're not going to hold you back. You, you go and take it, which is a little bit different, I guess, to some you know, top-level EuroLeague teams and things like that who yeah. you know, want to lock guys into contracts and not give them NBA outs and things like that, which is fair enough. It's their way of doing things, and they pay guys a lot of money. But um, I think this uh, yeah, this sort of pathway and way of doing things is working really well for the NBA, and it's going from strength to strength. Yeah, and I guess the, the ESPN deal was probably a reflection of that, right? Like a, a huge powerhouse, um, a huge mm. promoter of the sport, and the fact that your game's going to be on ESPN here in, in New Zealand and Australia, I'm pretty sure, right? That that must have been pretty cool. Yeah, for sure. No, it's, uh, it's pretty cool. Like you, you, As a kid, you, uh, I certainly grew up watching ESPN and all the, all the basketball on ESPN. It's like, uh, you know, for real, it feels like that's just a, that's a big time. That's the NBA channel, and you know, for our games to be on ESPN, over in America and things is um, it's pretty cool and I think that's a lot of that's to do with these young kids coming through you know kids that have got a chance of, of um, going through and making the NBA uh, those Americans want a chance to watch them uh, but also it's just a, a fun quality basketball league for them to watch I think um, the style of play is always very up-tempo and fast and um, exciting to watch people love that and obviously the Americans like watching it too because of a different option probably other than the NBA which I guess during the regular season can be at times a little bit slow and a little bit boring um, you know those guys <laughs> sometimes are just going through the motion for you know they're playing 82 games um, you know we're we're putting you know the bodies on the line night in night out which um, people obviously appreciate watching Hey mate oh, we spoke about the NBA just before we let you go just before we let you go to your busy man Spoke about the NBA yesterday, so I want your MVP, your early pick for MVP, the final sides, and a player to watch throughout the competition in the NBA. <laughs> oh, this is very early calls. Um, <laughs> I think, oh, look, in the finals, the Warriors are my team, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pick the Warriors to get back there just because okay. I'm excited about Clay coming back and um, Steph yep. is obviously incredible. Um, so hopefully yeah. those guys can put it together and, and get back there. Uh, I think well, I think Milwaukee's going to be pretty tough as well. I, I, I can see them getting back to the big stage as well. MVP, I'm going to go with uh, KD. I think he's just you know another year we comfortable him. in Brooklyn and coming back from his <laughs> from his injury and things as well. He's going to be backfiring in all cylinders, especially if Kyrie's not there. It's just going to be a little bit more load on his shoulders so um, yeah KD for MVP Me. Warriors and the Bucks in the final what was your other one? Player to watch I went Jar Morant Player to watch um, 
You know who I think is just going to take a nut? Like, he was awesome last year, Zach Levine, for Chicago. Yeah. Like, he took a massive step up last year, but I think he's got some more pieces around him this year. He's going to be a little bit more attention yeah. on the balls, and I think he's he's got a chance really taking that team to the next level. So I'm looking forward to watching what he does. Mean, I love that. He was in my uh, fantasy uh, NBA side, and he got me paid last year. He was so good. Hey, Tom Abercrombie, yeah. thank you so much, mate. Breakers Nation, we're going to be watching with interest come December time, mate. I wish you and the team all the best on your travels, and uh, go well, mate. Appreciate your time. Thank you, man. Thanks, boys. Thanks, everyone. No worries, Tom. Absolute oh. legend. And look, if you ever want to just, just know that – if you want NBA advice, just come to Izzy and Louie. Like, the KD, <laughs> we had our man from the Athletics, Seth, yesterday, just the captain of the breakers, just backing us. And KD, if we haven't had a bet, we, we better. We better get on. <laughs> yeah. What, what was his MVP? Seven bucks, did you say? It actually drifted out to $7.50 yesterday when I was having a look yesterday oh, afternoon. Man. So um, they obviously aren't the TAB. Oh. Paul Moati's obviously not listening to the show intently enough, but that's all right because we'll get him on and we'll have a crack at him after this. Uh, a text, we've been talking Lincoln McClutchy and um, the Hurricanes region and players, <laughs> and, and a text here, tragedy of the modern era, issued ba- <laughs> DAG, I, th- I think that's meant to just be Israel, uh, Israel DAG leaving yeah. the landers to take the brown paper bag in Christchurch. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, my brother was spitting tacks. He's a Highlanders fan and he couldn't believe it. But, um, yeah, we've got to do what you got to do, go, bro. Yeah. You got and, and look, no one's saying it was a bad career move. All right, there's heaps nah. of texts here. Steve, the Landers fan, Brian, we'll get to you guys soon talking about the Hurricanes region. But Paul Moate, the party, he's not far away. It's Baz for breakfast. We're here with Chemist Warehouse. Great savings every day, 20 minutes past eight. Our 0800 150 that's the Kennard's High phone line. We would love to hear from you, all you passionate Hurricanes fans. Actually, there's a question. TAB, it's time for one of our live updates with Paul Moate from the TAB. You're down there in Wellington, Paul. Are you a Hurricanes fan? Yeah, uh, 100%. Did you hear Izzy waxing lyrical before? <laughs> no, no. what did he say? Oh, I heard, oh. I heard um, Kieran needed a calculator to work out how many diamonds there are. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, that, was a, that was a tough start. That was a tough start. There's 400, 400 diamonds. I have 36 on my sheet, but that's okay. But I, I was talking about the Hurricanes recruitment, obviously with the news, Lincoln McClutchy going to Moana Pacifica, and we just had him on, mate, and he said, I said, was there any conversations? He said there was none, none with the Hurricanes. So I just started debating some names, um, Aaron Smith, George Bridge, Brad Weber, Scott Barrett, you know, Sam Whitelock, names that guys that have been in the regions. And I just wanted to... I just, I just want to know how they got away. You know, like you obviously can't keep everyone, but those are guys that were very good at high school as well. And so the, I just think the recruiting hasn't been spot on for the last couple of years. And there's been a lot of Texas coming through, mate. Would you? What, what are your thoughts? Yeah, I, I think they, they might be on the same sort of song sheet as the Warriors recruitment. Um, mm. They, they, mm. they seem to let a whole lot of good ones go. Um, and, and pick up. Yeah, I, I agree. I I can't believe that uh, there are so many good players within the catchment area um, mm. that end up going to other franchises. Yeah, it is. It's a, yeah, it's, it's a bit it's baffled and, me. And it, actually, a text came through here as well and said, "I think the Crusaders are in the same boat. We could have three, four teams of players snubbed by the Crusaders. The difference is." Um, goes on to say the difference is they had continued success so it doesn't look as bad and the Blues as well so I think every team can be slightly guilty apart from the Highlanders who just take with open arms 
every disgruntled uh, Hastings and, and Napier player, including a young Israel Dag, um, and open arms and, and really enjoy it. Paul, it's showdown day today, and yesterday I mentioned we were keen on Imperatries, and we still <sighs> are, for you, mate. but... What we have realised is earlier in the week, we had Ryan Fox on the show, and Izzy Foxy sounded like he was in such a good place. And what did he tell us? He's playing some. Mm. He's playing a resort-type course this week, and we gave him he's, – yeah. he was paying long, long odds to win, and he kind of just had this little chuckle like, hmm. So with that in mind – <laughs> with, that in, with that in mind, Paul, we're not going to multi a $26 shot into a $5 shot, don't worry. We're going to go Ryan Fox top five, $6, into Imperatory as a place, $1.80. So total odds of $10.40, $10.80. Okay. All right. I love where you're going with this, guys. So we won't mention the phone call that we we had last night where you wanted to lock in Imperatory's at four twenty, I put the handy on the win. Yeah, well, with, look, <laughs> the way the way I see it, Paul, is it, it didn't, it hasn't actually budged. So there's no, no, there's no skin off anybody's nose. And it, in a way, um, the, the kind of I had the epiphany this morning when I was thinking about what we'd done this week. And in a way, you would be enjoying this because you're take, we're taking on, you're taking on more liability, but we're taking on more risk with the extra leg. Indeed, you are. But as you say, Ryan Fox um, has secured. Uh, his place for next year. So there's a whole lot of pressure that's, that's gone off. He performed really, really well last week on a course that really didn't suit him. And this time, he's on a course that he'll be really be able to let rip. So I like mm-hmm. where you're going. So Ryan Fox top five into Imperatriz to place in the soliloquy. Yeah. So yep. a, a little bit of insurance Beautiful. on the place as well and a little bit of insurance on the top five. I'm sick of getting last legged, mate. I'm done. So we're going, <laughs> we've got three options. We've got three opportunities to get somewhere. <laughs> oh, fantastic. Uh, by the way, the Shark has gone for a, an NPC multi. He's taken Otago plus four and a half, Hawks Bay to win, and Taranaki to win. Comes out at around $3.23. He's put the hundy on, the hundy on that, so... He's going a wee bit leery as well. Are you the shark? Uh, but yeah. <laughs> I'm not the shark. Because no. the shark hasn't been winning a lot. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I like I like the correlation that you've got there. Uh, Louis, thanks a lot, big guy. Uh, I'm, I'm going so well, I got a tip yesterday at one, I forgot to put money on. No, no. Oh. I hate that. I hate that. It's all right. I stopped Zaki, so it can't be worse than me, mate. Nothing can be worse than that. Paul, we'll, we'll talk tomorrow about all of your promotions you're running over the weekend. Um, Cox Play, Invitation, Matter Matter, uh, and down at Rickett and the Watercree Stakes. So there's going to be heaps to look at. So we'll, we'll go through all the promotions tomorrow for the big weekend. Until then. Oh, it's going go, to be great. Go well, mate. Yep. Cheers, boys. Thanks, Paulie. Promotions in play and hundreds of sports marks to choose from. Visit tab.co.nz. Always gambling responsibly. We are here, including when we play Lotto at Baz and Izzy for breakfast. And if you are $41 million richer today, congratulations. Uh, you know where we are, Double eight, double three, or 0800 150 <laughs> if you want to take us out for a steak dinner or something when COVID is over. It is 31 minutes, 29 minutes to 9 o'clock. Here's the news with Trudy for Kubota. Together we are shaping and building New Zealand.
Yeah, Stephen McIver and Murph back again tonight talking all things motorsport. Plenty to cover off, so make sure you are dialed in via the SCNZ app or on your frequency wherever you are around New Zealand. Is There's a bunch of live sport going on at the moment, namely the Champions League, where Manchester United are down 2-0 to Atlanta. So... 33 minutes into the game, they have got an almighty mountain to climb to dig their way out of that one. Benfica, Bayern, uh, nil Zenit, Juventus, nil uh, Lille and Sevilla, nil Chelsea is up 2-0 against Malmo. Uh, Villarreal is leading Young Boys 2-0. And that is it for this morning. Yesterday, you would have seen Liverpool go 2-3 ahead of Atletico Madrid, PSG, with a, a beautiful penny, penalty from Messi, got ahead of Leipzig. Um, Real Madrid smoked Shakhtar, and we had Sporting beat Bistekas and Manchester City beat Club Brugge as well. So a big, busy week in the Champions League and a bit of um, breaking sports boxing news. Dillian White has withdrawn from his October 30th fight, which is only in nine days' time, with Otto Wallen with a shoulder injury. Wallen's promoter, Dimitri Salita, claims the timing of the industry is suspicious and asks the WCBC to rule that White must defeat Wallen to ensure Tyson Fury title shot. And the uh, insinuation here is that Dillian White, well, he's going to get this fight against Tyson Fury. That makes the most sense for both fighters. And Dillian White is protecting himself to get that fight, and he's scratching himself out of this fight, which you just don't want to see. I know it's a business, but if it is the case, it's not. It's not. It doesn't look good, and it, I hope it's not the case. Anyway, that's the situation with Dillian White. Is that is yeah, fascinating. But I can see where he's coming from, mate. Like he's he's got an opportunity to fight Tyson Fury, and yeah, it's not ideal. It's not really nice when. You know, boxing's full of controversy and, you know, comments and things like that. So it's not ideal. But, um, mate, it's, it's boxing's a business and, and that's the way it goes. He wants to fight Tyson Fury. Love seeing David Nika over there with Joe Parker. He's fighting on the uh, undercard of Joe Parker fights. So looking forward to see how he goes after his bronze medal at the Tokyo Olympics. Um, but, yeah, not ideal, but I can see why he's done it. Aaron Smith, George Bridge, Brad Whipper, Scott Barrett, Sam Whitelock, the current ABs players, all played their first rep rugby in Hurricanes catchment area. Steve Landers fan in Wellington. How many Highlanders fans in that part of the country do you think there are? I dare say there'd be a few. Morning boys, Wellington recruiting strategy. Step one, do you come from Wellington? Step two, repeat, Brian and Hastings. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Yeah, that's, that's Brian. He's always got something good to say. Oh, right. Anyway, we've got another one here. Hurricanes also let Liam Mitchell go, one of the Turbo's best, off overseas at a very young age. There you go. Let him go. We've got Chase from Waiuku. <laughs> Number one, Liam Coltman. Two, Ash Dixon. Three, Greg Somerville. Four, Scott Barrett. Five, Michael Allardyce. You can chuck Sam Whitelock in there. Six, Kane Barrett. Seven, Brendan O'Connor. Eight, Marino Michele. Two, Nine, Aaron Smith. Ten, Lincoln McClutchy. You could probably chuck Lima Sapuanga in there. Eleven, George Bridge. Third, 12, Adam Whitelock. Andrew Horrell at centre. And then you've got a few others that I can't see because it's not letting me. But anyway, there's a few names. And there's many more. It's a great debate. It's a great debate to have. Um, keep them coming, Texas, about it because, um, yeah, it just baffles me.
it baffles me. But um, I love the passion from out there, and I think people have agreed. Um, I'll finish that text. I've managed to open it up, Izzy. Uh, 14, Israel Dag. 15, Lima Sofwang. He's been bumped to the wing for Lima. So, oh. <laughs> so cop that. <laughs> oh, not the first time I've been bumped for some other better player, mate. It's all good. <laughs> <laughs> Easy. Boom. Someone get the violins out. All right. Craig, nah, Craig no, Cooler. No yeah, I know you. Craig <laughs> Cooler coming up from South uh, Canterbury Rugby Union very shortly. They are flying, the Timaru Bay side. They are playing mm. very, very good footy. And also, um, I, if I remember correctly, Craig was one of the very passionate unions about the Silver Lake deal being done when yep. that was all in happening because he understands as a CEO of one of these smaller provinces the financial impact that the game is having on, well, their people, their community. So he was passionate about it, so we might be able to throw him a question about that. It's all coming up, including... Yeah, we are. Yeah, okay. We definitely are. <laughs> all right. Because it's back on the cards because... They'll be struggling, mate. So, yeah, we will. All right. 21 minutes to nine. Let's do it. Let's come back ready to rumble with Craig Calder. We are not far away from the doy and Ian Smith picking up the baton and running it through to his staffy. Um, remember, Paul Cole had an excellent win today as well. So, he's through to the quarterfinals over there in Qatar. But we're talking Heartland footy, is? We are, my friend. We've got Craig Calder on the line. He's the CEO of South Canterbury Rugby. They've been going great guns, undefeated alongside Thames Valley. They've got a wonderful match this weekend against Whanganui and a great initiation as well uh, from South Canterbury Rugby. Good morning, Craig. Good morning, Izzy, uh, from uh, sunny Timaru. Yes, he's a beautiful, beautiful down the South Island, mate. Wouldn't be... Wouldn't uh, wouldn't be wrong with good weather, mate. We love it down here. It's beautiful. The sun is shining, mate. But talk about this weekend. You're up against Whanganui. Up against Whanganui. Oh, yeah. And you've got a great thing happening at the stadium with the vaccinations, mate. Yeah, we um, had an away game last weekend for Cricket Saturday. And we just decided, hey, we've got to do something as a good rugby community partner. And so anyone that comes along and gets a jab, either it's their first or mm. their second, we'll give them 10 bucks. And that includes kids. So... We've had a good bit of feedback from the community. They love it. Um, and we're just doing our bit. Um, who knows how many we've got, we'll get. Um, who knows? Ten bucks? How good is that, mate? Where'd that come from? Ten bucks? Did, you get, a did you get that Silver Lake deal over the, the line? Stands? Yeah, we got, we, we got the uh, Silver Lake deal early, you see. So <laughs> got, we haven't got the Players Association in, 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 in our uh, negotiations, so they gave us a special... Uh, Special budget direct to South Canterbury. There you go. <laughs> oh, how good, Craig. Look, jokes aside, mate, how have you been tracking? How's the unions been tracking yourself? Have you been getting through this pretty uncertain time? And, you know, we're, we're going to bring it up anyway. You, you've touched on it. And then I'll yeah. we'll talk about it post. But how, how's the union been going? No, we're tracking pretty well. Um, it's, it's been tough for all of us. Fortunately, we started our club season early and got it out of the way. So we had a six-week gap. So the lockdown didn't affect us. Uh, maybe the boys a bit grumpy because they uh, weren't training together. <laughs> but they stuck together. And that's yeah. the fact the draw, the revised draw has helped South Canterbury. Because uh, this time, uh, if, if we'd had the original draw, we'd be playing uh, West Coast this weekend, I think. So the draw has been, uh, the revised draw has been good for us. But who knows, because we're in the test match area now. Wanganui, North Otago, Mid-Canterbury, all great teams. And we really respect Wanganui. We've had some bing-bong battles over the last few years, and they've beaten us in finals. They've done even... And I've got no fear coming down to Timaru, so 
uh, and they're very good sides, very well balanced. So it's going to be a cracker, and it's just Harlan rugby at its best. It really is. You know, we we still have after matches. We still have a beer in the sheds. We still have a meal together. Yeah. We still share our pie. You know, we still have a a couple afterwards. So, so you know, she's rugby at its purest. Have you been enjoying the last couple of months with uh, the exposure Heartland Rugby has been getting? Obviously, with a couple of names coming back, but especially for our show, mate, we've we've loved talking about it. We'd had, um, you know, a lot of coaches and players on the shows over the last couple of ye- uh, weeks, and just really embracing it, mate. Have you been enjoying the the last couple of months with Heartland? Yeah, the line nights on it, and it's been wonderful. It really has, and to see my mummy play last weekend and Jose come back. I don't know, Rico's up there too, so I don't know what's happened to him, why he didn't pull the jersey on. But, um, yeah, isn't it great? And, and, and particularly when Sam Kane goes and plays for King Country. Uh, yeah, this is, what, this is what it's all about. You know, it, it really is an amateur game played by guys that give their guts, you know, week in, week out. They get a bit of spending money and that's about it. They do it for the love of the game. And uh, to me, it should be on Sky. You know, it should be televised. You know, why isn't it? Yeah. You know, we've got this Mickey, yeah. Mickey Mouse NPC competition going, um, and uh, Heartland should be on Sky, should be telecast everywhere. Mate, I totally agree. I totally agree. And I do work for Sky, and I know there is some people in the background trying to get it over the line, especially one major game a weekend. Um, I think it should be telecast for sure, mate. I totally agree. But for South Canary, South Canary, we got any any big names running around for you guys that might Don the jersey, might make a wee comeback. Anyone anyone keen? No, no, no. Unless you want to come down and have a bit of a run. We haven't. <laughs> um, no, could, not me, mate. I've got one leg. <laughs> 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 no, we've got, a, we've got a couple of good lone players from Canterbury. Uh, uh, one particularly good first eight from uh, Tasman. He's played a few games for Tasman. Um, he's about third or fourth from the picking list. A guy called Sam Briggs. Uh, now, six mm. years I've been in the in this, and uh, we've never had a number 10, so I was adamant this year we were going to find a number 10, and we found Sam, and Sam flies down each week, he's a good good birthday rate, um, and we've got a couple others from Christchurch, um, you know, Zach McKay from the Christchurch Club, and we've got a second 5-8 yeah, who's a player of origin, yeah, and so uh, James Hawkey, and he's had a couple of games for Canterbury and for Tasman, so... Yeah, exciting backline. But what's really great is that this board pack this year is all our local players. They've all stood up. Um, and we, we don't need any loan players in those areas. You know, there's a guy, Anthony Amato, and I know he's a big six foot four, 120 kg lock that runs like a loose forward. And yeah, I, I know Manawa Pacifica has been looking at him. So, you know, there's a few guys there that are capable of standing up, but don't want to. And one of the stars of our show is a guy called Matt Fetty, who's our prof. He's had 112 games. He's 38 years of age. And he played 80 minutes nice. of rugby. <laughs> but the funny thing is, he, he sits off the paddock and what is the first thing he does? He reaches to his boot and takes a cigarette out and has his hair. So there you go. <laughs> but, 112 but games and he goes 80 minutes and he has a dart for post-match. Are you sure? Yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely. True story. Last weekend, 80 minutes he went. And he sets off the paddock oh, and suddenly magically produced a cigarette. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> Craig, that's a, oh, is, that is yeah. about as heartless as it gets. It reminds me of that guy who was on TV3 
on Saturday night. He was playing against Henry Nichols. He got bowled by Henry Nichols, and he <laughs> playing for Kaipoi Cricket Club, and he pulls out a fag and says he was absolutely shattered. So those are the real New Zealanders out there doing it like yourself, Craig. Hey, we appreciate your time, and um, look, we love what South Canterbury's doing this weekend with the vaccination drive as well. It's really good stuff. Hopefully it doesn't completely um, leave the leave the bank balance dry, and, and then uh, I guess the next, Ten bucks. Po- the next part That's of good. that is hopefully we can get some financial relief for the smaller unions like yourself in the coming months. It would be great to get this um, a resolution found in the Silver Lake stuff, wouldn't it? Oh, wouldn't it ever. And it's, uh, it's, I can tell you there's 26 very frustrated unions. Uh, we've been gagged a little bit because we don't want to upset the negotiations. But um, I can tell you that it's, we're at the point of uh, saying, let's, let's, get, let's get going with this thing. Um, I think there's more discussions this week. I don't want to let anything out of the bag, but there are loggerheads in a couple of key areas. Um, as these old captains uh, alongside Rob there and a few other ex-players, um, and we just got, they've just got to realise that 150 players are holding up two and a half thousand or more, so 200,000 players or whatever the figure is. So you know we, we're hopeful that it will come across. Um, I, I'd hate to lose the legacy funding, which, which drips down into our uh, community rugby game, and I hope our, mm. our negotiators are, are very focused on the community game, not just the hot top level. We hear you, Craig. We hear you loud and clear, mate. All the best for this weekend. Appreciate your time this morning. Thank you very much for the opportunity. No worries. Craig, call to the CEO down there at South Canterbury Rugby. A very passionate man. And, yeah, he is is hands on deck as far as finances go, and he understands what the unions are going through. Right, it is seven minutes away from nine o'clock. We've got to get Smithy's trifecta in the Cox Plate, and we sleep on it with them up after this.